Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Assalamu alaikum, my good friends. Welcome back to Victory Drive. And so we're going to be getting into episode two of the Scout Reunion. Um, let, let you guys off on a little bit of a cliffhanger last week. And we are going to be continuing the conversation uh, from where we left off. Um, we get into some really interesting stuff, just uh, some pre-mob stuff and beginning deployment kind of stuff. And just kind of leading into uh, episode three, some more. This will be a three-part series. Um, it's just I've been looking forward to this. Uh, pff, prah, shit, probably ever since I started Victory Drive, I've been really looking forward to getting together with some of the guys from the Scout Platoon and uh, just going over our deployment and um, our history all together. And we are having a good time. All right, we don't all get together that often anymore. And when we can make something happen like this, it's amazing. Like it's just a, a good, wholesome time between a bunch of old army buddies. And um, we were having a few drinks, all right? So if you, our speech is starting to get a little bit slurred by now, well, that is why. We were having a good time catching up and hashing out old times and just kind of going through our our the sequence of events that led up to our deployment and all that good stuff. Um, a lot of funny stories in there. Uh, a lot of stuff I didn't remember and had to get, like, I guess I mean, didn't have to have to get clarified with the guys, but got clarified anyways. And it's just a, it's a good time. Um, I really hope you guys are enjoying this. Uh, if you are liking it, you know, you can always leave a five-star review on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening in at, uh, I really do love hearing from you guys and seeing those reviews come through. And um, also, you can reach out Instagram. Let me know how I'm doing and um, all that good stuff. Uh, so with that said, I do want to go over one more time here. This is the last time, the last week, I'll be talking about this Mountain Ops giveaway because it ends on the 8th. On September 8th, it ends. So if you guys haven't already and you are looking into mountain ops and you're thinking like, I don't know him hauling around some more, get in there and get it right now because the giveaway ends on the eighth. So get in there, get the stuff that you're looking for on mountain ops and use code uh, victory while you're there. That'll get you entered to win any one of these awesome items from the WCB giveaway which is an elite, I already talked about it all, but it's an elite Omnia. We have two different cu- custom Grizzly coolers, one WCB Grizzly cooler, one Victory Drive Grizzly cooler, some gear from Trophy Line, other partners, and some we're picking multiple winners. So get in there, buy some shit from Mountain Ops, use code VICTORY to save some money, and get entered to win. 
Um, remember also every hundred dollars is an extra entry. So you get two total entries for per $100 you spend. So that's it. Code victory, enter in the giveaway, save some money and get some cool shit from mountain ops. Also grizzly coolers. They are the shit. They sponsor the show. They are huge supporters of what we're doing here and what we're building uh, Victory Drive and Working Class Bow Hunter and Tackle and Tacos and CC Hunt Files. They have been supporting the whole network for such a long time, since the beginning of all of the offshoot um, ep- like shows, I guess. And uh, we couldn't be more grateful to Grizzly Coolers for everything they do for us. And that wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't be here and doing this stuff. It wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for all you guys listening and supporting us. So if you're interested in Grizzly Coolers, all I ask is you get online and just check them out if you're looking for coolers, all right? I know they're they're not the cheapest, but they're also, in my opinion, the best. So they're not going to be cheaper than a Coleman. You know, they're just not going to be. They're not going to be cheaper than an Ozark Trail that you get from fucking Walmart. They're not going to be because they are way better than those coolers. And they stand behind the products. So if you're in the market for a cooler, check them out. And while you're at it, while you're at it, and you decide to buy something from Grizzly Cooler, go ahead and use code WCB, and you save fifteen percent off. So glad to have Grizzly on board. Go ahead and check them out, guys. Really appreciate it. And also, last but not least, new information straight hot off the press, just for you guys listening right now. Um, Africa dates. Africa 2024, guys. My dates. So the way we have Africa set up um, this time around is uh, Kurt's going to have a week. Doug's going to have a week. Eric's going to have a week. And Old Barn Tax is going to have a week. And it's uh, we're layering it like that because whenever when you guys decide to book with us and go to Africa, we want someone there for every week, but we all can't be there the entire time because that's just not feasible with work obligations, family obligations, and, um, just being out of the country that long. So we have it structured in a way where we're all getting a piece and you're all, we're someone from the crew is going to be there with you guys hunting. So just so you know, my dates are August 26th, through September 3rd of 2024. So this cool thing about my camp is that being a gun podcast and a hunting podcast and all that other stuff, uh, my week's going to be a gun or bow week. So if you're a hardcore bow hunter and you just want to go to Africa and shoot some fucking sweet animals with a bow and arrow, then you can do that during my week as well. But what's really cool is that we encourage you to Maybe if you want to bring a gun and you want to get some reps in with your hunting rifle as long as as it's of an adequate caliber, which I will probably do a podcast on later going over African calibers and all that good stuff leading up to Africa. But um, you want to bring a gun? Bring a gun. I'm going to bring my gun. I'm I'm actually going to be bringing my Ruger M77 Hawkeye in .30-06. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to hammer some planes game with the, thir- the good old 30-06. And I'm super excited for that because that kudu has got to go. So come back with a vengeance. Going to have a good time doing it. And I hope anyone listening, if you guys want to join in and have a good time, I'm really excited to see 
whoever decides to jump on board and get on with it. Um, as far as I know, we only have six slots available. So if you're interested in going to Africa in 2024 through the dates of August 26th through September 3rd, then go ahead. Oh, oh my fucking Lanta. Vivek Ramaswamy, you son of a bitch. He's running for president, if you guys don't know, and he's fucking calling me all the time. And it pisses me the fuck off. I do like him, but he's pissing me the fuck off with his calls. So where was I? Africa. If you guys want to go to Africa, August 26th through September 3rd, you go ahead, message me on Instagram, shoot me an email at victorydrivepod at gmail.com. Just let me know that you're interested. If you have some questions, hit me up. I'm more than happy to answer them for you. And with what I know and what I don't know, we can get you hooked up with Stuart Pringle, who's putting on um, the camp with Legendary Safaris, or Kurt Geyer from Working Class Bowhunter. And we can get whatever questions you have. We can get them answered for you, no problem. So just don't hesitate to reach out and ask. And uh, yeah, so I really appreciate you guys. Um, go ahead and let me know whoever wants to go to Africa and the spots. I, I believe the spots are going to fill up pretty quick and Africa is much more attainable than I think you guys really realize. So let me know, hit me up on Instagram, email, Facebook, wherever. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet because this episode is quite long and it's a little over two hours. So appreciate you guys listening, tuning in supporting the show and me so all right thanks guys see you in the next one peace fuck long is it because last time it was like impossible forever. fucking long enough joe Break it, asshole. <laughs> I just realized throughout the whole intro, Cunners has no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> He's the only one in here without a headset. <laughs> I also want to go on record stating that Jake is the only one that talked during that entire intro. Yeah, because you banged your glass in the fucking stand, you dumbass. Prove it. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're back. This is actually going to be, I guess, another week. Um, but it's only been a few hours, maybe, since last time we all talked. What time was it? 4.51. Yeah. Um, so we went through the intros and got a little long-winded on that, which is fine. And sorry, Franny. Not that, a problem, buddy. That we, <laughs> we all hijacked your uh, who you are and stuff, but I think it got, the point got across still. So Just hiding the highlands, buddy. <laughs> but uh, so I guess coming back into this episode, uh, you know, I don't, how do we want to start this off? I guess uh, we're all it's the same group of guys, um, scalp doing shit, and uh, I guess we'll go into because we left yeah, off talking good. about like Iraq and the backgrounds of everybody and all that shit and kind of led into uh, w- the lead up to Afghanistan and our deployment there because that's really what started it all off for us. I know Cunners and I, we were like the 
besides, I guess Nugget was the last one, right? Yeah. He's, he's la- the last, um, I guess, recruit into the platoon. I really think so, yeah. I think he he was, came yeah. in during that AT before we mobbed because <clears throat> yep. that's when yep. Donnie almost broke my ankle. Right. And I was out all of AT. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, Connors and I came in right before. No, we were – because how many months were we in, Connors, before that AT? We had two drills, and it was also Donnie and – Morgan. Morgan that was Morgan, with Morgan. us. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we – so – Cutters and I, we went to fucking basic AIT together, and we also went to AIT with Donnie and Morgan Morgan. <laughs> and when we got back from, this is funny because in AIT is like, you know, we all kind of knew we were going to the same. We all knew we were going to the same battalion, but we didn't know we were all four going to end up in the same platoon. And uh, when we ended showing up in fucking Waterloo, Cutters and I knew because we joined together and got there the same because we did the buddy program shit. Just didn't know that we were going to end up in the scout platoon. Um, but when we got there, we were, what was it? Fucking, was it the next month? Was it the second drill we had when we were given the Warno for Afghanistan? No, well, was it? so. It was pretty fucking we, quick. We had the Warno. I, I want to say the drill we got there, but we knew going into that drill, whether it was through Roble or. <laughs> Someone well, else that that we were we were getting deployed. It was and the, we knew that, and that's because yeah. we both tried getting. Actually, I think we both tried getting DD three six eights immediately after AIT, and then they're like, "No, what to leave? It, no, right after we got to AIT." Uh, no, I didn't. At least, so I went in to go get my honor of literally. I joined the National Guard simply because. I wanted to go to basic training between juniors here in high school, and then I was like, "Okay, yeah. now I'm now I'm going to active duty." And then when I tried the first time, I tried figuring out the logistics of that. It was like, "Okay, no, we're not doing this because you're going to deploy." Mm-hmm. And I do remember that. But Welcome to the big needs, yeah, yeah gotcha, of the wheel. Yep. But when when I joined, I actually remember talking to Robo specifically, and I had a college first contract. I know I did. Um, I know for a fact I did because I, I joined because you joined. I was like, hey, this is going to be a boring summer without my bro. So I'm going to fucking join the guard too. And uh, when I got done with training and shit and ended up going to the fucking our first drill, I know we had an assumption that a deployment was coming, but I it wasn't official. I think we got our official like warning op, warning order. I think it was like the second or third drill maybe that it we was, got it. Yep. But that's, I know I, I, I think know that it was, was our first about. one. I think it was our very first one. But and that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I believe that we knew it was coming, yeah, so it wasn't did. a surprise. I, I believe the talk then was Kosovo. Like that, that's how I remember that we we were going to Kosovo. Mm, I don't remember that through the, through the rumor mill. But well, that that was like before we even got there. No, no I know, sure. but that was there was uh, so there, there was, was a guy. unit when you guys first joined, like. Between our Iraq, or we were just getting back from Iraq, we got a unit got re- deployed to Kosovo, and they were coming back before you guys got Wasn't there. Wasn't that, was that, Pin, <clears throat> did Pins go to Kosovo? No, Pins was Kablitska was on that one. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So, interest. I think the, the 133 has had a, a pretty good history of, of rotating and participating in whatever type of 
of uh, peacekeeping or NATO operations um, that happens over in Kosovo. I, I think they've been over there a few times prior to even uh, us getting in. And then they, mm. you know, that, that, that operation or that, that mission has still thus continued. So they, they still needed some bodies, even though the, this war was going on. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. with the reputation that the 133 had over there, they just continue to be able to supply that. So I think we have been over there, um, a few times and have supported that mission. I, I remember talking to a few dudes that have been in Kosovo and shit. <laughs> yep. And I was, I don't know. I don't know shit about Kosovo. I, I, I I'll don't, be honest with you. I, I don't, don't either. Where the fuck is it? I'm not a geologist. Europe. <laughs> Eastern Europe. Is it Eastern Europe? Yes. Like yeah. by Bosnia and shit? Is yes. It, is that's that like the hotbed okay. of that war. Yeah, that shit sucks. Fuck that. That's just boring. But because there ain't oh, no I mean, fighting in Kosovo. Well, no, I think there actually was. It was actually very brutal. It was genocide. Extremely. It was a genocide back in the day. Yeah, like yeah, in the nineties. No. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Joe, yeah, history guy. Oh, well, he's huge... the only one old enough to remember the headlines. <laughs> God, I'm gonna kick you in the face. There was a huge ethnic cleansing between Bosnia and Kosovo for but, a while, and that was in the nineties. Uh, it'd be the early 90s going into the mid 90s, I believe. Okay. Because I have friends that when I went to the company I work for now, he was in the army at that time, deployed to Kosovo. And the Marines were at some <coughs> point deployed to Kosovo, but I, I think that was second Mardiv. Right. But I guess what I'm talking when I said there ain't shit happening in Kosovo is when we were there, like 2010. No, no not really. If, if there was anything, it would have been like a NATO peacekeeping right. force. Because my if uncle, that was even available. My, my uncle went to Kosovo, and he said it was pretty fucking wild. But that was back in the fucking nineties. That'd be the early nineties when yep. it was pretty wild. Yeah. That was uh, Chechens and shit that we fought in Afghanistan. Yes, yes. Yeah. they came from there. So uh, I've said this a lot, and not that I like to admit that I'm afraid of something, but I, I recognize its power, right? Because when we're dealing in with what we're dealing, you know, in our, our, the job, like fear is a big thing, right? So it's the thing. It, it perception is everything, right? So if you're you perceive your enemy to be powerful, ruthless, all these things, it, it already starts to produce an adverse effect on you, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> understanding, you know, like. The big thing that I started when I understood that I was going to go to combat for the first time, like I'm going to a combat theater. I am in a combat unit. I am in a combat role. I need to start to understand everything mindset about that. So you have to dive into that. You have to think about that. You have to think. So when it happens for the first time, you just fucking hope that you don't lose your shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though, like, it's the, it's the most weirdest thing. It's so surreal when it happens. You're like, holy shit, this is the first happen. time. You're talking the, the first time you get in contact with Any of it, shit. all of it, all the time. I don't care. You're like, I'm getting shot at, right? Holy fuck, right? Like, it's a very surreal thing. It is. And it's a, it's a fucking terrifying thing all at the same time. So there's so many things happening. So the more that I can think about myself in the situation... When it happens, it's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, right, yeah. Even though it still is. Yeah. So, where was I even going? Chechnya. So, shit. Um, there's this video that was out there of these Chechnyans that massacred these Russian soldiers, right? 
they line these guys up and they basically just beheaded these guys, right? You, you used to find it on like gore.com. Like, you remember back when the internet was cool? Yeah. Right? You could find a whole bunch of stuff. Like, like rotten.com. Like, half of the fucking internet was the dark web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, before he got taken over by social so, media. The, these Chechnyans literally, like, line, it was like six or seven Russian soldiers, right? And just hacking these fucking dudes' heads off. And I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, man. And I'm trying to understand what's going through this next man's mind. Like, what makes you not just get up and run? One dude mm-hmm. did shot him down. Okay, I understand. You know, but it's just understanding the brutality of this group, the Chechens, mm-hmm. right? And so when you go over and there's, hey, there's a Chechen cell operating. Like, I, I'm already, like, going to ratchet my response to the maximum. Like, there's no other response because I've already known what they're going to do. There's no, other, there's no other response. Yeah. If there's no escalation no, force, your maximum no, force. No, fuck you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Maximum force. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so, you know, when you hear about it, because very rarely. Uh, well, they think a lot of a lot of opposing enemy fighters think that uh, the reputation they take to the battlefield is what's going to intimidate you. Mm-hmm. No. If you're a fighter, that's <clears throat> what's going to make you ratchet your shit up. And it truly is. Uh, and you go out there and you tell your guys, hey, guys, guess what? This is the report on the battlefield. This is what we're going against. Now, here's the deal. You might want to stay back here and hold on to your thumb. But out there, if it doesn't look like us, doesn't walk like us, doesn't talk like us, you fucking kill it. And you kill it until you're sure it's dead. Yeah. What's the other choice? There, I mean, there isn't you, one. You've no, seen no. it. Like, but the, we, I guess when we... And this is getting way crazy, but... Yeah. When you talked about uh, a little bit earlier um, the the change in tactics in Iraq as we watch this progress, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as like the surge was over, and all of a sudden we switched to this coin method, oh, all of a sudden R O R O E's and everything they got soft. Oh my god! And that's when people get hurt mm-hmm. when you can't have this hard line, and dudes are questioning like, "Fuck, what do I do?" Yeah. Yeah, well, because what's the right thing here? Room. That left you, open you a lot of room for gray area. You can't and, like, have interpretation, that, dude. like, and too worried about lawsuits and litigation. Dude, it's crazy. Well, the, the whole and, crazy. And, and you saying lawsuit and litigation, people think that that shit doesn't happen in war, oh, bro. That is total horseshit. My driver hit a fucking cow over there, cost the United States government fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't give you three dollars for that son of a bitch. Yeah, I, it wasn't me. I know so, it was you. It was you. Yeah. It was you because I told you to fucking hit. But, it. but you guys had he guys hit a lot of livestock. Yeah, I mean fat <laughs> chicks don't count. M- Mitch had his uh his livestock counter, yeah. like spray paint. But he's like, he's like four chickens, six goats, and two cows. Hey, yeah, and like one person. He couldn't right. fuck them all to death, right? Well, but I mean, kind of getting back to the point, like we were there was this time but, on uh, you know the main MSR where we had this Chechenian sniper. This is in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, and this Chechen sniper was doing a lot of damage on the, you know, main MSRs. Like he was hitting moving targets, and just the perception of that created doubt and fear. It's like because you hear it on sit reps, you you get briefings like you know sniper incident, one KIA, this grid. Well, in in that in, in that instance, because there uh, he's obviously targeting gunners, right? Because they're exposed, targeting whatever he can hit, whatever he can hit. But what I mean is like. 
it makes people second guess their whole operation. Like if you're yes. going to have your head yes. up and scanning and being alert in combat when you're going down an MSR, but then in the back of your head, you're like, well, there's a fucking sniper out here. That's like smoking dudes left and right. It's like and now you hunker begins- down a little bit more and you fucking don't scan as much because you want to be covered up. Well, now so he begins to own the click that yes. he's operating yep. in, and then it becomes two clicks. Mm-hmm. Now three clicks. We'll move it out to four and six and so on and so forth. And now he owns a whole fucking theater of operation on that road because nobody knows where he's going to be. That's where not counterinsurgency but counter-sniper tactics come in. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole thing with snipers is the fact that they're force multipliers and the fact that they're so deadly accurate. And you don't know where they're at necessarily, where it's like it does inherently strike fear in the hearts of whoever you're fucking shooting at. Because, But battalion assets, they, the battalion wants, they want results now. And right. that ain't how it fucking works. No, but All in right? insurgency, if, if he's you're an insurgent s- sniper, it's a little different. Oh, yeah, because he owns it already. He owns it. Okay, now if you, if you have to fight that 6K, you got you to gotta shrink that down. Just as fast as he grew it up, you got to shrink that down and you got to put that fucker in a box. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking maybe multiple sniper assets. And if you're talking in a platoon like us, now you're taking up two of our three sections. So how are the rest of our other three scout sections supposed to do their job? Because in the end, we all worked in concert. And it was mutual supporting with a a movement to contact, base of fire, and then a QRF. But each one of those three elements also had their own sniper elements doing their fucking jobs. And it worked great as a small platoon. Of 36 or smaller men, we operated in an area and probably produced more volume of fire, more actual presence on the ground than a whole company. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. For sure. Um, but before, before we get too far into the weeds on this, um, let's go back to like spinning up, right? So that's kind of where I was uh, leading us to before, where Connors and I got in the platoon. We are ramping up for AT, getting ready to go train, because AT was part of our pre-mo training. And when Connors and I got there, we did a, a few, you know, drills here and there and kind of like had the idea that we we're going to go deploy somewhere. That's kind of that's re- all I really remember is that we we're going to deploy somewhere. Um, Connors, you, I think you, you said you had an idea that maybe it was Kosovo just from the rumor mill. But we didn't really know exactly where we had an idea. Is they going to be like Kosovo, Iraq or Afghanistan? But the motherfuckers just came back from Iraq. So it's like to turn around and go straight back to Iraq would be maybe not as plausible at the time. But you never really know because during that time in 2010, Iraq was still roaring, but Afghanistan was ramping up. Like Iraq was still going, but Afghanistan was fucking leveling up in terms of contact and shit, right? And insurgency. Um, ac- well, I think part activity. of that is there was a lot more focus getting pushed towards Afghanistan, and that was what was creating all the big fights. So then it became okay. We we got Bagram running. And now we're just sticking in Bagram. Mm-hmm. And then it well, became where they're pushing and they're trying to get the northern so part of Afghanistan. And then they put up all the fobs. Mm-hmm. And then each fob. You're talking, about, you're talking about Afghanistan as a, it, as a whole, right? Because, well, like, back in 2001, we entered Afghanistan. We fucking bombed the shit out of them. SF was in there doing their thing. And we had Afghanistan pretty much dialed in at the time and all that stuff like you can look back in history and read read all the different reports of the early well and i think that was just kind being of over there versus trying to control it right but um so yeah, yeah so when you guys got in we got back from iraq so every like 
battalion brigade they have their deployment cycles like you have a year you're getting you're just first started training okay now you're getting like closer to mobilizing so you do more training then you have okay you're up for mobilization so when me and Roe went to Iraq our battalion we actually went with first brigade we're second brigade mm-hmm. so they took some people out of first brigade and we uh teamed up with second brigade and we made you know a brigade combat team mm-hmm. so second brigade never actually in the books didn't deploy so when we came back oh, from iraq okay. we we picked up on our our deployment cycle where we left it and we were about the middle too we we're about okay. the middle into yeah. it so you, when you guys went to iraq you were we went, technically under first brigade yeah we were first brigade Oh, well, that makes sense why it was such a quick turnaround then. That, that's why it was, because Second Brigade didn't leave their cycle. Mm-hmm. So we came back. Yeah, we knew, like, some of us knew. It was like, okay, like, we're still on our training Because they, they essentially split Second Brigade, correct? It was First it, Brigade reinforced. I okay, know, okay. Yeah. What it ended okay. up being. Basically, how many battalions do we take from Second? I don't know, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> like but you remember how that all went, Ro, right? I'm, no. I, like, I, I got home from basic, like, I had about probably eight days, and I was already going to mope. Like, I was, I was already, like, I knew I was going to, on my first deployment. Well, that was Sinai. I'm talking yeah. about Iraq. So we get done with that, right? We spend 11 months Sinai, and, like, I start to go to school, and it's, like, not even a year. And, like, hey, we're going to Honduras first for AT. Which is three weeks, and then oh, by the way, we're spinning up right up for Iraq. Hmm. So like, I had a very short timeline between everything that I did. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I didn't really have any idea of how like the any of the brigade like splitting anything. It's just like so, we're going here, cool. Because you went, you went from bro, you went from like private to Sinai, come back as a specialist. Um. And then you went. I think I did. And then you basically. Mowed back up and went to Iraq. Um, so yeah, I came after. back from Sinai. Went to uh, uh, school. Um, I went to uh, Winter Mountain Warfare School. Came back and then I went to an air assault school. And then we went to Honduras. We did a pretty good spin up uh, AT with um, a group down there. Um, and then pretty much everything that was going to be our jump off for Iraq. Okay, right. So. Um, did our three week shit? What do they call it? A, a, a or AT AT yeah. AT? Um, did that down there with those dudes, and then immediately started like going into mode. Okay, so then, yeah, and then we touch on Iraq and stuff. But yep. so that makes. But I never actually knew that, Franny. Yeah, so I don't either. Whole, I no split the brigades and shit. So, like I said, the one thirty third falls under Second Brigade, thirty fourth ID. Right. So the whole Iraq thing, First Brigade didn't have enough units yeah. available. Second Brigade didn't have enough units available, so they merged us, and it was we fell under First Brigade. So, mm-hmm. like I said, when we came back, Second Brigade was still in their training and deployment cycle, so that's what we fell into. So there was, in a couple of years, we're going to be going back again if we get our number called, and which we did, yep. and it was Afghanistan. Let's go. We got called. So Let's go. so because Franny, you came back from iraq and you you never you were been in hhc fucking scout Sand platoon pretty much my whole pretty career. much your whole career yeah and then rogue came in and 
Joe came in and stuff. Yeah. But how long after you came back from you guys came back from Iraq, spun up the scout platoon? How long was it until I guess we you got until we got the warrant? Like when did you find out that we we're going to Afghanistan? So it was two thousand nine. It was in I want to say it was the fall time of the year. It was about not quite a year. Yeah, it was about a year before okay. we deployed because uh, Boer called me. And I was... And you knew it was Afghanistan? Yeah, okay. I knew it was Afghanistan. Because they were like, hey, we're getting deployed to Afghanistan. Yeah, because it was a one-year warning order. Then, like, they told... It was the next drill is when we actually did the official warning or, order and everything. Yeah. And we're like, hey, we got our warning order. We're going to Afghanistan, you know. But we didn't, like, know where we're going to Afghanistan. It don't matter didn't know like what our mission was you know? so you knew like in the fall of oh nine oh eight mm-hmm. oh eight yeah well oh nine no it'd been oh eight wasn't it well, i don't know i we graduated we graduated oh nine so that's why yeah, i was, been, I was trying, trying to do the math in my head so it would have been it would have been our fucking third uh drill when we, I we when graduated I, in may when i joined in uh september of oh eight i believe it was that's this is about Wagner, a year after you. That was when Wagner said that they're slated to go on activation for Afghanistan. And I'm like, oh no shit. Yeah, I was like, so that's where I yeah. want to go. It was rumor mills, fucking a year, a year, well, a year some change. It was in our deployment cycle. You know what I mean? Well, when I say it, right, when I say that's, when I say no. rumor mill in the military, it's like very, uh, I guess, uh, educated guesses on the fact that we're hitting our deployment cycle. We're gonna go somewhere. And it's yep. like it's probably going to be Afghanistan because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. The moment I got to the unit, um, they were already like, "Oh yeah, we're going to Afghanistan." So yeah, I felt like it. That was two thousand. That would have been two thousand eight. Yeah. I felt like immediately after I fucking it seems it seems like right when I got to the fucking scouts, we're like, "Hey, we're deploying!" Like, oh shit, because I I I, I, I want to say it was like that first deployment is when I signed the fucking statement saying, you know, I revoke my college first contract because i had actually because i wouldn't deploy if i would have not signed that because i had college first in my contract saying i'm non-deployable for the first two years of my you know it'd be my first four years of my entire national guard contract i'd be non-deployable but then when we were deploying they're like hey we're going to fucking we're deploying like either you schmitty came and talked to me because he's my squad leader well i guess at the time he was probably a team leader but he's like hey man you know we're deploying you know, you got to sign this paper if you want to go. If you don't want to go, then I guess don't send the paper. But you you have college first in your contract, so you got to you gotta do this. Otherwise, you're not going. And I'm like, well, fuck. Which we had a bunch of, like, Keel Williams. We had a bunch of those people that had the college first in our yep. section and everything. And it, but they were like, no, we're we're going. Like, we'll sign this oh, yeah. stuff off. You know, we'll sign this shit off. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. sweet. It wasn't like much of a, for me, it wasn't much of a question because it's like, by the time I got done with basic and AIT, it was kind of like, well, what the fuck? What's the point of doing all this training and not doing it? It's like, it's like being in the NFL and, be, and being stuck on the practice squad where it's like, yeah, I'm playing football, but I'm not really playing. I'm not really competing. You know, it's like, I want to, I'll, yeah, I'll fucking sign. It wasn't much of a question on if, if I was going to sign. It's like, well, it's like, all right, like, when are we going, going I guess. I didn't really have much. There wasn't much thought into it besides the fact that it's like it's kind of your duty at that point after doing all that training and stuff. You got you to gotta go with your boys. And I knew fucking Cunners was going, so I'm like, well, I don't know any of these other fuckheads, so I might as well, if he's going to go, then I'm going to go too. Because at that, at that point, I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. It just didn't, it 
only made sense at that point in my in my life, I guess, because I didn't know any of you fucking guys really. The first first drill in, but I'm like, I know my boy's going. If I can do anything to fucking mitigate, you know, at least him dying, then I'll I'll, I'll do it. It makes sense, you know. So I don't know, but that was kind of the lead up to Afghanistan. Then we went to AT and shit, and then we deployed. Um, but yeah, I guess like. I guess it's, I just think it's kind of interesting hearing from you, you guys because I didn't get any of that backstory. All I was told was sign this paper, we're going to deploy, and uh, it was I was just a fucking PFC at the time, so I didn't know shit about shit. So <laughs> I was just being told what to do. So it's interesting hearing your guys' take on like the lead up and what that all entailed, and like building up the scout platoon and sniper section, all that shit for Afghanistan. I just knew that it was serious and so like i started asking serious questions and, and demanding like serious things from leader you know, like i just knew like what it was going to take to to be there somewhat like how did you know it was serious though I, because like, just I, from I, watching the news and shit no, or because what? I've, I've already i've already been in combat okay up until this point like i've i've been shot at i've been blown up i've been in close like i've had that Mm-hmm. At some level, right? That doesn't make me think that I know what it's going to exactly be like over here, right? But I, I at least have some experience and some knowledge of this. Similar experiences? Something to at least start to formulate, like, all right, what is needed to be successful? Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, we, we, you know, and that's how you start to have to build that. Yeah. You just, and you got to get everybody to buy in. Well, then, then we found out like, okay, so we all got, we all knew a year before we're leaving, we're going to Afghanistan. I don't know, was it about like six months before we left? We finally knew we were going to be landowners. Somewhat, yeah. And finally knew the areas we're going to be going to. Then, like, the Jill was always like the big thing that we've always heard about. Like, it's the bad, that's where the bad guys play and everything. It's like, okay, our base is going to be here. Then, like, the last AT before we deployed, leadership went over there and actually went to Metterlam and everything. So we're like, hey, ask, you know, what are their sniper sections doing? What are their recon sections doing? Then they're like, well, they weren't really utilized that good. Yeah. But we're like, Najil, like, it was always a big thing. Like, Najil was going to be, like, the big push like you guys got to get that cleared up because what was that the furthest northern cop yeah yeah right yeah northwest north northeast right? northeast it'd be northeast yeah. and yep. calagoose was northwest yeah, and then metalam was down south. down south correct it was a triangle and for people to understand this that uh the recon platoon is supposed to be a battalion asset mm-hmm. we go in 24, 36, 48 hours before the main party, whether it's a key leader engagement, whether it's just a simple sweep and clear or anything like that, our job is to go in and the, the snipers patrol in. We patrol at a higher level. The snipers? Than the snipers. Oh, okay. We create base of fire blocking force. Yeah, right. Snipers do um, uh, eminent target engagements. Things of that nature. This what you're explaining is yes. just the the typical how scout the, sniper how the recon platoon. platoon is supposed to be correct. Utilized. Yeah, yep. the textbook. Yes, text and we have we text. have three elements too, so we can be used as one element. We can be used as two. We can be used as three. And the basic concept is going to be a movement of contact, a base of fire, and then a QRF. Basic concept. 
Now, if you're moving as one unit where you have a, just a squad with a sniper section, it's going to be you patrol in nice and quiet. Snipers set themselves up. They make the engagements they need to. And then we interdict any kind of fire, any kind of aggression they get. They'll fall back over the top of a mountain, over top of a hill. They'll support us as a six-man squad as we retreat over them and mm-hmm. vice versa until we get out of there. Now, as a uh, three-element platoon, first, second, and third, with our own sniper sections, again, one section moves in as a base of fire. They're, they are drawing the fire. They are patrolling in, and they want to get shot at. The second section, I'm, I'm sorry, they're, they're moving to contact. The second section is base of fire, and they basically kiss the bad guys in the air. Mm-hmm. And then the third section comes around to the other side and kiss them in the other fucking ear. And that worked really good. When we got into country, we operated as three individual elements, Najil, Kalagush, and Medalam mm-hmm. individually. They got a lot more contact up in uh, Najil and Kalagush than I got down in Medalam. Mm-hmm. Base-wise, you're talking. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, they consolidated us all. And I, it's really, I think, because they were not being used as a battalion asset. They were not being used as in, uh, we're going to get you guys out there. And you need to pull the intel. That's exactly what a recon platoon is supposed mm-hmm. to do. They're supposed to pull intel and not shoot bullets. So when before we deployed to Afghanistan, when we were doing the scout platoon, because I wasn't in on these talks, but uh, you guys were, right? So when you were briefed on the deployment to Afghanistan, were you briefed as in, like, how did they come down and say, like, this is what we're doing with the scout platoon? Every time I asked, it was I, I was told, these are the no bullshit words, full spectrum ops. And that's infantry shit. Okay, infantry shit is full spectrum ops. That is, that is house clearing, movement on the ground, things like that. A recon platoon is not supposed to operate like that. Long range patrols, close range patrols, whatever is required of the battalion, not of a fucking company or a right. platoon. We are in support of the battalion. That means that orders come from company to battalion to us. We tell the battalion how we can support what the company's plan is, and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. So that that is not how we were. So made. like I remember is uh, so we had Alpha Company going to Jill, Charlie Company going to Calagouche. I forget where the other companies were going. We had Bravo. Well, but basically, basically speak, was there. Speak in your mic if you're going to talk. Delta was <laughs> down at wasn't Delta down at like Zeohawk or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Delta was in Zeohawk, yeah. yeah. But basically, like the big ones were in Jill and Calagouche. They're like, okay, we mm-hmm. want a scout section up in the Jill to stay with Alpha Company full time, and we need a sniper section up there. Yeah. Then we need basically the same at Calagouche. Mm-hmm. And the plan so that's was. That's where Third Squad one is Calagouche. Yeah. And the plan was the whole time was like, okay, me and Boer, we're going to take my sniper section up to the Jill. Then Shin was going to go to Calagouche with a scout section. Mm-hmm. And I think. Was Wink supposed to go to Jill with me at first? And for some reason, like, you ended up coming up with me? Nah, as far as I know, we Third Squad was, 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 okay. okay. was always going to Caligouche, Okay, as far as I know. But anyways, anyways, but at the, like, last minute, which, in my mind, I was like, why is Boer going with me? I was like... I'm like, I'm the, I'm the second I'm the second person in charge of the sniper section. Yeah. Like, I don't... I was like... But then, like, I think we were at J-Bad when he made the decision. He's like, I'm going to Calagouche with Shin just to help him. I was like, well, yeah, that should be the – that should be what you should be doing. I was like, I can handle my guys up here, you mm-hmm. know. I was like, and plus, I got Ro. He's he's Ro, you know. He's good. He's good. 
Yeah, no. The beast. Yeah. No. The fucking beast within. Only good is my men around me. Well. And you make yeah, it so touche. But uh, let's let's go back to like a little. So we we're kind of talking about like our thoughts getting into what we we're, you know, how shit was briefed to us before we got there. But then um, we ended up going. Like I guess the build up too. So just in case anyone does, anyone listening doesn't know, let's just go through the fucking like the training. I guess because uh, when we first got the warno, we ended up you know we went to AT. That was the first initial training for the deployment. Correct. Like that was the first official. Like we were, that was our, we did a lot of primo shit in AT. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Even on drill weekends too. Yeah, in drill weekends and stuff, we're doing a lot of like the administrative bullshit, fucking getting shots and doing PowerPoint slides. Like, hey, these are the bad guys and all that good stuff. But uh, then we went from AT. Then we got, I guess, started packing our shit and all that good stuff. And uh, then we went to Camp Shelby, Mississippi. Was our first stop, right? <laughs> yes. What the fuck is he? <laughs> Danger. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were in Camp Shelby, like what what training value did we get from that fucking place? Uh, this time around, um, so preface this like guys that uh, went to Iraq, we, we we had been down to Camp Shelby in the, in the glorious state of Mississippi down there. That fucking place sucks. Um, suck. And we spent a good amount of time moving down there. Like, it was it was six straight months down on that piece of shit. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. And then we did a we did a NTC at a fucking Fort Polk. JRTC. Oh, JRTC, yeah. What was, this, was this Iraq? Yeah. Like okay. Iraq. So, and like, so they sent us down to the swamp to be in the desert. I was like, what? This is my Yeah. So, anyhow, um, some of the training value, like the difference between the mobs, I don't know. Like, I don't think. Let's just talk about our mob. Like, what was the? We went to Camp Shelby. Yep. But what was the? Like, I know we, I don't we know. did we did some training and stuff and some getting to know each other and whatnot. But it's mostly like injections and it just um, it, it med- medical shit. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, okay. To me, it knowing was more what, like sorry, you're no, no, Go you're ahead. good. Like I, I think we're probably going to get to the same point. To me, it was more like okay, we got this group of guys. Okay, now it's like drill weekends, ATs. They are what they are, you know. But now, okay, we're away from home altogether. Now we really, this is like crunch time. We really started got got to get this team to involve. Yeah, that's why I think we people should have took away from that training. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion. But what we really well, took it away was, from it, it was, was last minute to get everything yes. solidified because yes. at the last minute, two weeks before we left for NTC, I got uh, Eddie Kane and Morgan. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. So we're down. That was, that was two weeks, two yeah. fucking weeks before the six weeks before we leave this And country. I don't have key mm-hmm. leadership. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have a second team leader, and then, yep. uh, what, third squad didn't have their fucking, their second machine gunner, their second team gunner? No, right. Yeah, because so, Morgan, Morgan came to us as the yeah the next like you're missing, gunner. I, I you're understand missing what needs to happen. So. Believe Schmidt huh? was the. I understand what needs to happen. No, I'm saying gun, team not, leader, not, but he not. was the squad leader up until Wink got there. Yeah. Wink, Wink got there in uh, after us. Well, yeah, it was basically Shelby by the time Wink got to us yep. and became our fucking squad because we yep. we were mobbing up, ready to rock and roll, and third squad's like, hey, hell yeah, we're going to fucking war with Schmidt E five squad leader motherfucker and then wink showed up and 
um, he was <laughs> six. So, so no one told you guys he was Wink was going to be your squad leader before Shelby. All I was told was that when we were in Shelby, Schmidt came to us like, "Hey guys, we got a new squad leader." I'm like what? He's like, "Yeah, some uh, staff sergeant Winkowski. He's coming to us, and he's going to be our squad leader." I'm like, "We knew that before." <laughs> dope, dude. Hell yeah, lay it on us. So we had to get to know as a squad. We had to get to know a whole new fucking leader before we went on. And that was wild in itself. So yes, I guess yeah. I guess that that was yeah. the training value with Shelby was dialing in manpower well, and all I, that good I, stuff. I found it when I look at this like the ability to adapt very quickly because we all had to. Yeah, like in a perfect world, would I have wanted it that way? No, I want time for everybody to. I needed. I need to know everything about everybody, and we need to be like. This, we just need to spend. They can't see this, right. Nick. I, oh, they can't see this. I, I made interlocking, interlocking, interlocking fingers, interlocking fingers. That, that, that is a weird thing about like spinning up, especially uh, an asset like fucking the Scout Sniper Platoon. It is kind of wild that we didn't have a shit ton of time together before we got there. But it is what it is. And like you said, we have to learn to adapt and overcome and go with it but well we had a we, we really did end up with a really good group of guys oh yeah fucking it, grade a grade it all a made it work dudes oh yeah i mean that was part of the um it's I guess. the only way it can work it's the only way it can work but so we got to i know shelby was just so fucking hot and miserable and terrible and like that did help um i guess learn how to suck a little bit better because it was fucking hot as shit it was pretty hot down there but and i know that, that time it, around it, it was, was gross yeah, it was fucking nasty. It's so so wet. But uh when we fucking And not in a good way. No, it was so fucking slippery, dude. Horrible. I just remember being just wet the entire time, constantly soaked. But we did get a lot uh some pretty good training value with learning who like Wink was and stuff, I guess, and in his leadership style and all that good stuff. But uh I guess the <laughs> <laughs> Number one story from Shelby that sticks out in my mind is uh, when we got, our, we got our fucking four-day pass, brother. I talked about this with Ro a little bit, Jesus. but goddamn, I do want to get the four-full-day pass. No, was, we got like a three-day pass altogether, which is pretty good considering. Well, no, I shouldn't say three-day pass altogether. That's we a got, fair deal. We got a day and a half taken. That was not our fault. We got a day and a half stolen from us, but... I do want to let the jury know that I was not a part of this story. No, you weren't, but me, Connors, and Mitch were. It's because you're a bitch. It was all my fault. So we uh, we were pretty much done with our training in Camp Shelby, and our we had a formation. Our leadership told us, like, hey, guys, you know, we're going to let you guys have a four-day pass before we go to war. Uh, let you blow off some steam, kind of get the last bit of America in you that you can, and then we're going to go away for, you know, to a third-world country for a while. And a bunch of people had their families coming for this pass and stuff. And uh, we had our final, I remember we had our final formation and, uh, you know, we're like, hey, you know, don't, you know, be good. You guys got this. And uh, <laughs> then we had our own little platoon formation at the end, a little powwow. And Ro, you want to interject? I just fucking told him, said, don't fucking go down the ropers. I'm telling you. <laughs> I already know it's going to happen. You said, you How do you know that's going to happen? <clears throat> well, we've been there before. Well. You know, experience drives wisdom. Yeah. So before we tell our, our our story at Ropers and um, what fucking town was it? 
Mississippi? Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. In shithole Hattiesburg, Mississippi. <laughs> you go down to Ropers, you're going to get what you find. Did you go to Ropers before you went to I- I- Iraq? I was in the parking lot. How did you know it was bad? A lot of potholes. A lot of potholes. <laughs> All right. So Rose said, don't go to Ropers because there's a lot of potholes. And uh, <laughs> we we ended up going back to the god dang hotel room. And I don't, I, I don't know for a fact who said it, but I'm pretty sure it was Mitch. It was like... Let's go to Ropers. Let's go back to Ropers. Don't do it. Why wouldn't I? And then no, I'm going to no. assault the mailbox. <laughs> oh, I yeah. didn't even. Do you guys want... So what do you remember yes, uh, you did. when we left the hotel room to get to Ropers? What do you remember like as happening when we first got there? Uh, I remember sitting out front of Walmart drinking beers. Boy, Man. that's not redneck. We uh, basically just took a taxi to Ropers. and Yeah. Uh, the old... But when we got to the door, we got to this bar called Ropers, and uh, we're all going through, and I gave him my ID, and I got my wristband, and uh, (laughs) then we all go through, and then Mitch gives them their ID, and they're like, hey, you got black X's because you're not of age. Well, let's let's face the facts here, Jay. Uh, Get to the point. Did you or did you not falsify... Do yeah. not answer that question. I didn't falsify anything. As your legal right. counsel. I because you're question. legally up. Oh, but anyways, I just. Uh, I gave my ID and they looked at me like, hell yeah, brother, yeah, you're of age. They looked at you and you're like, you're small. Yep. You're not. <laughs> so <laughs> Get to the, the bush, tiny. Because I was, I was a little bitch. They're just like, well. Okay. Yeah. Axes. Both my hands. Yep. So naturally, we get through the bouncers. We end up in the bar. Yep. And naturally, Mitch goes to the bathroom immediately. To what? To wash off his hands. I didn't even do that. I just took piss. You can't wash off shit. There was X's on both my hands yeah. all the time since I was buying beers at the bar. You did? <laughs> okay. Did you piss on your hands or what? What? Did you piss on your hands or what did you do? He does that yeah. normally. So. Yeah. Fuck. I remember we got, to the, we got to the bar and we were drinking beers and the bouncer came over, right? Yep. And he fucking... Didn't he say, like, oh, yeah, you're not of age, you can't be drinking? No. Well, yeah, he's seen the X's on my hands and seen me drinking these beers. And he comes up and, like, grabs this beer out of my hand. And I was like, what the fuck, man? He's like, whoa. I remember watching that. You're too young. You're not old enough to drink beer. I'm like, all right. Fuck you, I'm leaving then. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what that's I exactly said. That's exactly what you said. I was like, well, fuck you, I'm going to leave. He's like, no, go sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, man, that's cool. I was like, we're, we're about to leave anyway. He's like, no, we're like, no, I'm fucking shut leaving. the fuck up. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to fucking leave. And then he grabbed me by my fucking face and shoved me to the earth. <laughs> was and, it by your and, face? I th- I, for some reason, I, I thought it was your shoulder, but it was no, your face? No, it was my face. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, but he dude. punched him right away. No, he shoved me. No, you guys the, the thought bouncer- he punched me. He grabbed me by my face and shoved me to the earth. <laughs> then I got up and I was really angry, you know. Cause I was, Naturally, yeah. Uh, you know, I get I get that look in my eyes sometimes. And... <laughs> yeah, it's a little sideways. Yeah, I get a little, a little sideways fucking grin on my face, and you know, I just get after it. <laughs> so, <laughs> from Carter's, tell your perspective of how this went down. So, me and another person in the platoon were planning i was single at this time but we were planning on tag team in this 
Holy shit. I'm glad you're in that. That's totally relevant to the story. That's what I'm talking about. That is amazing. It's great. Scouts out. Scouts out. (laughs) Anyways, um, we're out there like, I mean, it's not more than 10, 15 feet from the table. And like, from my perspective, like, heard Mitch say that. And I was like, oh, and I like kind of paused. And then I heard him get up and say, fuck you, I'm leaving. And then from my perspective, I guess the guy punched him. And then it was just like all chaos goes. And then yeah. I'm I'm running well, off the dance floor. I'm like, we gotta go to this other you person. Get, oh wait, wait, you were on the and, dance floor? It, like, oh, not, you were at the table? We, we, no, we were at the table. But like we I wasn't ten or fifteen feet more from the table. So okay. it was like I wasn't sitting at the table, but I was just as far away as you you and I right now. Yeah. And like I I saw the whole thing go down. I, I heard it because Somebody else was walking up to our table straight away. I was like, what's going on with that person? You know? <laughs> and, and then watched the whole thing go down, heard the whole thing go down. And then I was like, oh, God. So then I went running around the table, and everybody else already got up. And then this other bouncer comes running over from nowhere and just spears me. Yeah. And then it was just like His man. this big old brawl. And I don't know. That dude laid down on top of me, jumped me, whatever you want to call it, just tackled my ass to the ground. And I rolled up, and he starts punching me in the face. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I don't know who it was, but somebody come run okay. over and booted him right in the face. Yeah, just right. So let's rewind real quick. Before, before, yeah. Was it Brown Bear? No, before, okay, before we go on, have you, you've heard this whole story multiple times, right? I've heard several. Several accounts. Okay. Variations. So from my perspective, because I was at the table right next to Schmitty, and, or I was next to Schmitty, and then Smith was right. Uh, you were like, I was right my, next to my, Schmitty. You're right. So you're like across the table from me. <laughs> Schmitty was to my left. You were like across the table from me, right next to Schmitty and shit. And it did look like he punched you because he forcefully drew your face to the ground. Like well, he forcefully pushed your face. He didn't punch me. This is the me. first time no, that I've learned of this, he, by the way. This, what? This, what? That Mitch didn't get punched. I'm actually like, I feel a little bit less justified in our brawl at the bar. I thought he just hauled off and punched Mitch. No, he, he, I, he did. The bartender didn't punch me, but he was a large man, and he grabbed my face and shoved me <laughs> to the ground. Which yeah. it appeared that like, he just got. It appeared that he got crushed. Yes. yes. It, it appeared. 100%. That he punched me in the face. Went yard. Yeah. So he, he just grabbed me by my face and shoved me to the earth, and that was fine. And we were always like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And but, then I stood up and, you know. I got that look in my eye, and you know, it know. erupted pretty quickly. This is all within seconds. Yes. So, <laughs> within seconds. But after, from after that happened, what I was thinking when I saw that, I was like, "Holy fuck! Like this is crazy! Like that's not okay." And then, and then yeah. you got up, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right, here we go." And then I remember, I remember seeing Cunners running like towards us, and shit started just shit just started going wild. Yeah, but guys, you have to realize like. You touch my face, I get a little bit aggressive. Well, yeah, I mean that's natural. That's a natural <laughs> I knew thing. that was gonna happen. I'm still disappointed but, that like the guy really didn't punch you because I yeah. feel less justified well, right now in this very moment. Let's set the stage real quick. The Ropers. This isn't the, about the way the news. the way the Ropers bar was set up was that when we walked in, it we're was going just, to jail. Yeah, it was just a bar, and we walked into the bar. We go to moved, jail. We moved through the bar, and this is this is like a quasi outside arena that we were in and they had some tables set up there and there's there was a big dance floor down there but it's all covered up with awning and stuff and then fucking so they set it up as a trap 
It, yeah, it was. It's a it's UFC like cage. They're getting you in there. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to fight your way out. It's a Thunderdome. Yeah. One man enters. Oh, wait. Fuck. Who won Barton? Two men enter. Two men enter. One man leave. Yeah. No. So it was kind of like that, except it was a bunch of us. But Sherry was there. Cheryl? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. He what? was. I was just going to say that, too. What? He didn't, he didn't know who he we didn't, were. He didn't know who we were at the time because. Who? You remember Cheryl? Cheryl. The board of the Yeah, yeah. He's a good hey, man. Man. He's he's with with us. Also, by the way, shout out, dude. You're a sergeant major. Good job. Is he? Did he really? Fuck yeah. Get the shit. hell out of here. Yep. Hey, Cheryl, if you're, if you're listening to this, man, good job. He's probably not listening, but he that's great. Yeah. Um, no, good luck. No, he's, he, good he was dude. there. He's just at the bar. He's like, what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> and shit started getting wild. And I'm, glad, I'm surprised. I'm I, you know, not surprisingly, I wouldn't have jumped in either. I'm like, these guys are getting fucked up. <laughs> so, you know, but they, they got it. But we, yeah, then an all out brawl. Like, I'm talking to like, when, when I say all out brawl started, it was like fucking saloon door, kick down, fucking balls out brawl, dude. Like, these bouncers came up and they multiplied like fucking rabbits. Like, there was one, and next thing Welcome you know, there was like ropers. 10. Hey, Jake. It was insane. Dude. Let's just say that I started it and then uh, it erupted from there. You didn't start it though. I, that fucking I bouncer think, started. Yeah, it. the bouncer started it. But, yeah, you know, but you were the central focal point of the whole right. deal. Yeah, they just wanted to fight me, I guess. But it was weird because Donnie was there too. <laughs> I don't know how that feels because I want to fight you right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you... yeah. But Donnie was there too, and we were all fucking like fighting and shit. And I remember seeing Cunners on the on his back getting fucking t- double teamed by some fucking bouncers. And I remember, I don't know how far along into the fight this was, but I remember seeing you on your back. So I came up, I fucking hauled off and kicked one of them in the face. And after I kicked one in the face, like, hell yeah. And then I got tackled <laughs> and I'm like, fuck dude. So I tried rolling him over and getting up off my back and starting to fight. I just remember looking around and trying to get a count of all the guys that were there. And I remember seeing fucking, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, Okay, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure I've seen Donnie in a fucking headlock with some bouncer. It was me. Oh, it was you in the headlock? Me in the headlock, Donnie punched okay, me. Okay, that's what it was. So, <laughs> so you tell you tell the story because I, I remember after Stunned. after I got fucking after I got up from the the ground, I remember looking up and I remember seeing yeah. So it was you. So how that? Right, so like this fucking fight just erupts. It's just like complete chaos, and I stood up, you know. And I shoved the bouncer. He immediately punched me in the face, grabs me, throws me a headlock. Starts yeah. dragging me towards the door. And then, you know, all this fucking chaos is erupting. All the boys, they're doing the stuff. We're fighting our own battles. Yeah, we're fighting <laughs> your own battles and stuff. And then, <laughs> fuck sakes. I get drug outside. Like, I don't make more more. I don't more make it than 20 feet outside it. And Donnie's like, I got you, Smith. And he fucking just punched me right in the fucking face. <laughs> he got you. Oh, no. Just rushed just a total face. mess. Total mess. Yeah. He, he, he was mean to punch the bouncer. Punches me right in the face. He's like, oh, fuck, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's all right. <laughs> Whatever. And then he got hauled off. Yeah. And then he got... <laughs> and then he got cold cocked by a fucking bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck! That, just, that that whole thing was just a giant miss. If if they had the element of surprise on us, but I guarantee, if any one of us weren't trying to like break the fight up, and if we genuinely would have fought them, we would have absolutely fucking destroyed their. Oh world. yeah, dude, we got jumped, and we we're just reacting to contact at that point, right? Like, so and, it's like, and, what the and, fuck? and not even with like 
maximum force. It was just like, okay, we'll no. we'll leave. Let us get our guys and quit punching them, so we can gather each other up. And they're like punching us while we're trying to do all this and tackling us. And like, I remember that big dude just hit me in the face like a whole bunch of times. And I'm like. <laughs> As many times as that dude hit me, my jaw should be fucked up. My eye socket should be crushed in. Yeah. That dude hit like a bitch. Like, I barely had a shiner. I mean, no. I had a shiner, but barely. Boys, we did a good job. We did a good job. And we we ended up, uh, well, I guess at that point, like, when we ended up fighting our way out of there. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was just fucking it was insane. I don't even know how long it lasted. Yeah, it was probably like two minutes. Probably as long as, but you also got to like realize I was fairly intoxicated at this point. I was wasted. I think we we're all fairly intoxicated. Those guys were stone cold sober, and we still held our own, dude. Like that's oh, yeah. that's fucking a, dude. Yeah, I mean naturally. But, yeah, but then but then we fucking left. We ended up getting out. And we're like, fuck you guys. Hey, this place fucking sucks. Fuck you. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we want to be here in the first place. <laughs> I'm ad libbing that. I don't know if that's exact. Yeah, that's that's exact quotes, but that's pretty, pretty much the gist of it. Right. But then we left, and as we were walking out, I think Schmitty was still fucking pissed, and he punched like a like just some random sign, and his knuckles got bloodied up. Weird. Yeah, his knuckles got bloodied up. And we're like, God damn, yeah, this fucking sucks. And we're walking down the road, and then it's side. fucking whoop whoop, dude. Cops come. Yeah, fucking skirp skirp. <laughs> yeah. Put your mailbox. It's a federal offense. You're going to jail, homeboy. No, yeah. Well, it was like fucking. Oh, who broke the windshield? Well, that was the thing. The cops came up and mm-hmm. stopped us, and we were talking to him. Like, well, okay, yeah. There was a fight in fucking Ropers. Like, you guys are part of it. Like, what the fuck? And the cops were like, and we're like, yeah. There was a scuffle, and uh, the bouncer started it, and all this other shit. And like, well, who punched the cars? And we're like, none of us punched the cars. Like, well, there's car on your way out. You walk through the parking lot, and there was cars that had their win- their windows and shit broken out. You guys were punching them out. I'm like, none of us punched any cars on the way out. I'm like, well, why is his knuckles all bloody? And she's like, I don't know. I was pissed, and I punched a sign on the way out. And like, oh, search on government property. Come with us. Whack whack. Latched him up, threw him in the back of the car. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I remember Smith was like. <laughs> If he's going, I'm going too. Yeah. If you're going to take my bro, Schmitty, then you got to take me too. And they're like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and Schmitty, Smith goes in the back of the car with Schmitty. Shoot. <laughs> it's like, God dang. Shit. Then, then we <laughs> talked to the car. The rest of us were pretty much free to go. And then, like, mm. we talked, like. Not yeah, really. Hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry. But So we all had our hands on the cop car hood the whole time. Yeah. And they're talking to us. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you know talking about stuff and it's like the the lady captured like where are you boys going anyways and henshaw was like yeah going to afghanistan <laughs> calagoosh <Yeah. laughs> and, and then the the lady cop looks at him and like in the same tone just being a complete smart ass she's like well yeah well i've been direct fallujah and he like whoop these starts raising her his fucking hand, like he was coming back with the best like insult ever, like he was gonna let her have it. Yeah, let her and have he, it. And he like come up with this big like over like exaggerated arm movement, and then he just pauses and he's like, "I respect you." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Thank you." <laughs> but then he turned around and sat in the cop car. So that was a few minutes after. So we put our hands back, and then finally she's like, "All right, we're gonna let the rest of these guys go." And then he definitely did. So we're like, can we let our hands off the hood now? Then 
the 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 big tall cop was like, "Yeah, you guys go ahead. That's fine. You guys are free to Good, go. Relax." And and he turns around. And he fucking grabs the the grill guard of the cop car. Yeah, and like straight fucking leaps off of it, pushes his hand and just pops the hood of the yeah. cop car so he can sit down. Then the cop turns around, and is like, "Dude, what the fuck? Get off my car!" And then he's like, "All right." So he hops off his car. And then the cop turns around again, and he's like, Shoves "Fuck him. you!" And he jumps back on the cop car, and he turns around, and is like, "What the fuck, man? Like now you're going to now you're going to jail." And then he's like, "God damn it!" So he gets fucking latched up and thrown in the back of the cop car too. Yeah, that was one of my guys. Yeah. <laughs> Proud moment. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. But you you never went to jail. No, I didn't either. Me, you, and Nugget. Oh, Nugget was there too. Yep. Well, I don't remember him in the fight too much. Or unfortunately. Well, I'm sure he I'm no, no he was in he, there. He, no, he was in there. I actually for the longest time I didn't realize that was you that booed the guy. I always thought it was Nugget. Mm. But then Nugget told me that like he was there. He was he was trying to break it up. I know he was there. Yeah, he was he was trying to break it up like he was shoving people. I don't think he was swinging. No, probably not. Like he, I well, don't think I ever threw a punch in, in that fight either. I didn't throw I did throw a I know punch, I did I guess, throw but. one. But Nugget, <laughs> Nugget's always been like the, he's like, hey, man, let's knock this off, guys. That's, we, like, we, like, our intent was not to fight those We don't want to go fight and, them. And and I, I genuinely feel like their intent was to fight us. Like, they picked us out at that shit bar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But also, I feel like. Let's Oak, go back. I feel like Roe and Joe. Don't go to Roe. I think all you guys are like, these guys wanted to go cause some trouble. We, we didn't want to cause no. any trouble. We just wanted to have a good time. You guys said it was Don't a cool bar to go to. No. no. Ro said, hey, if you want a good time, go to Rome. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a casual hangout. Bring your family. Get a good, nice shrimp basket. They're nice people down there. Shit. What, what did they call the off-limits list? What, what was that? Blacklist. Yeah, the blacklist. Yeah. Was it actually called the blacklist? Yeah, it was blacklisted from the military. I'm sure. sure it was, That's, but I feel like there was, there was an actual report that the military run based on the places next to their base that were like off yeah. limits, yeah. terrorist camps. The I'm pretty black- sure it's just the black is they're blacklisted, it? dude. It wasn't called the blacklist like the show. No, I know, but, but it was blacklisted. I thought it was something other than blacklisted. I wasn't guess, so. go past this. Wasn't right. it? Wasn't. Just don't go here. Just don't go there. But we Rupert's did. Was one of them. We, yeah. 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 So then we got fucking, we got hemmed up after that. <laughs> but, yeah, that but Ropers <laughs> wasn't officially on that list at that time, and I think it, yeah, it was. Is my point, was it? It was. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought it was just rumor's sake, like it wasn't an actual. No, no it, it was. Dude's been going to jail there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Long time. Real shit. I hope well, somebody got him back good. They they look to fuck up uh, service members, especially uh, young. They didn't like us? Drunk. Like your guys' group, going we didn't get raped there. though. You know, yeah, like we didn't barrel chested, yeah, peacocking. But we weren't even peacocking; we were just chilling. Shit, yeah, we, we were just chilling. Nothing. Yeah, just chilling, dude. I've never peacocked either. <laughs> no, actually, chilling. though, like we were just chilling. For sure, we were just chilling. And the only way this thing erupted is because they the just... bartender came up and like who got the, the beer who got the raw end. It's the always somebody else's fault, huh, Mitchie? You should just give Mitchie the fucking wristband call her a night. Yeah. You guys are always going to get the raw end of the deal there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what 100%. Because they're, they're sober and a, a business owner. Yeah. And we were the drunk servicemen that yeah. were in there. We were, spending, yeah. we were buying hey, shots and hey, everything. 
Sure. Hey. Get your money. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Who won the yeah. fight? Who won the fight, though? The, not you. I believe yeah. the we citizens of, uh, Hattiesburg, of Hattiesburg, Georgia. Mississippi yeah. won because they got yeah. your tax dollars, yeah. you dumb yeah. bastard. Fucking. Yeah. Um, so then fast forward the next morning, I remember waking up with Nugget and being like, fuck, dude, we got dudes in jail. What are we going to do? And like, enjoy your weekend. Got called. Got called Ro. <laughs> <laughs> so we called Ro. We're like, Ro, this happened. He's like, what? Like we went to Ropers. He's like, yeah, fuck, you fucking fuck, guys. Yeah. Who's in jail? <laughs> LT Foot called me, and I'm like, fuck them. Yeah, they'll well, be out before deployment. Have a nice day. We Let's tried. Yeah, Captain Hunter called. We tried. Me. There was a lot of things. You know, people had families coming down. Uh, people didn't really. You know, there's just a lot of other things that you know. <coughs> while while you knuckleheads got to chew your pills a little bit and you know, yeah. swallow your medicine a hair. Um, you know, the, wasn't it, uh, the, wasn't the, it Brown's the mom people and, didn't need to suffer for it. So right. we just got to figure that out. Wasn't it Brown's mom and dad that actually went to court and shit like that? And Henshaw's Henshaw, Henshaw, Henshaw. Henshaw. Henshaw's parents went straight to the fucking colonel and started majoring like, yo, this is fucked up. We spent like a lot of money to get down here. Like, I don't think it was about it. the money. I think he just went in and he talked to him after we got our pass revoked and he was just like, look, we're all down here. Punish. You have multiple ways to punish these guys, but don't punish us. Right. Yeah. That was kind of the, that, what, that, that was the moral that was, of the story because your yeah. mom was there too. Yep. My parents yeah, they didn't go. Well, you know, there, there's, there's <laughs> part of it. You know, you, you got to – you did it. Right. Yep. All right. We'll pay for it later. All right, Jung. Sure. Mr. Fucking – yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, you guys fucked up. I was being a good boy. I was. Yeah, well – well, Very good boy. Sometimes I like throughout deployment. I like, hey man, I like I the way plenty, so. when, when I, I'm not preaching here. When I, when I talked to Boer about this, he, he made a better stance where he's like, "Hey, sometimes you guys got to break the law together in order to trust each other." Hey, but that's not a bad. You know, you're not wrong though. Yeah, good theory. Do you guys, you're not to, wrong. We, we stuck together through the whole thing. We did. No, I get it. And there's there is that, and yeah. that's a fucking valid point. Mm-hmm. And that's something that society doesn't get. No. Like, the sure. more, you know, you look at that and it's like, well, these fucking idiots, you know, same way as like, I fucking told you knuckleheads. But at the same time, I understand it. Yeah. How do you think I know? Yep. Well, the thing like, is, just, when, when you're, when you're you got, trained, you just got away it. with it. I get it. But, uh, but a point of the whole getting in trouble and, and doing all that is paying for your trouble. So right. yeah. you got yourself into yeah. it, figure it out as brothers. It doesn't matter if you're all, if you're all there. Hold hands and figure it the fuck out. We There's were going to until fucking Captain Goddamn Hunter and Bubbles beat us to the Careful. goddamn cop shot. Names? No, he's just our commander. He beat us. He beat us to the cop shop. They, they got the call because Henshaw had the fucking um, battalion yeah. or the company. Um, uh, Here's our safety card. Business business <laughs> card. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> "If the it, it, what it, an idiot. yeah." Whose fucking my, guy is that? Well, okay, that was so, my guy that did that. Yes, so he had Henshaw. I'm calling you out so, right now. What the fuck? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he had a fucking little because they hand us these little business cards. Like if you're in trouble, call us. And it's fucking Captain like, Hunter. It's like your parents. Like hey, if you get yeah. drunk, call First me. I'll bubbles. come get you. Yeah. No matter what, I won't be mad. I'm yeah, yeah. I won't, right. ask, I won't ask any no, questions, but I will take your rank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that was that was just in Henshaw's pocket. He didn't give it to him. I don't think. I'll face the wild. And then when he went to the jail, they're like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, shit. Well, we better call them. So then they got the first, they got the call and they beat no, us to we, the cop shop. She, she called the company 
and I think it was uh, Lieutenant Shalaki was TRXO. Does that sound right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think he's the one that actually answered the phone. Of course. Well, he was the fucking company XO. Right. Yeah. And, so, and yeah. so I think he answered the phone, and then we went around in a circle, and we all said our names. Just like, who's all here? What? And, yeah, every one of us said our names when we were standing against the cop car hood. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't me. She she made it. She's like, who who am I here all with? She's like, I can read them off, or you mother. can tell them. What? She can read them off. I don't it's remember. Because she had licenses. all of our IDs. Oh, all right. of our oh, IDs. That's, oh, she's true. talking to cop could read them off. Yeah, oh. she called them right on her cell phone. Whoops. And then, but no, Hen- she did Henshaw the. I remember that. Hey, hey. Henshaw gave her the. Call. She did the upright thing. Henshaw did give her service member saying, "Hey, you know what? We're going to release you to command, so right. none of this goes on record." No, she was good. Yeah, she was, she was trying to do the fucking right thing. Yep. Right. Did and me. then one of we you probably boned the dog, screwed the pooch. Mm-hmm. Hands up. No, they they want they wanted to. I didn't fucking eat pooches there. I I kept my mouth shut the whole fucking time. I, I said yes, I don't sir, remember. I don't said, remember that yes, part. Ma'am. So he, so the he did give him the card. Time. <laughs> Who? God damn it, Henshaw. Yeah, Henshaw gave him the card, and Fuck! he definitely got in the card. I thought they just found it in his pocket in the way no, the cop shot. No. Okay. Call these motherfuckers, bitch. Like, mm. he he was by far the drunkest one out of everyone. Yeah, he was Go, wasted. You think? Not one of my Because actually, actually, his parents <laughs> took been. us out because they were nice to give me a ride into Hattiesburg because I didn't have I was going to have family there the next day. And there's, I, I forget their names, but they're fucking awesome people. They took us out to eat and they bought Who? food. And Mom and dad. Parents, same Mom people. and dad. Same people that got us out of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, stuff. but they picked you up after the cops? No, before, oh. like, right when we... Because we got released from pass early. We weren't supposed to get released until that next morning or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then no, all of our parents were coming down, and they're like, hey, we're going to release you guys early. And we're like, they're like, if you can figure out a way to get out of town, and there were some people that were already down there. His parents were already down there, and we were all trying to figure out how to get cabs and stuff to get mm-hmm. to a hotel room or do whatever. Yeah. I just hung out with you and your mom the whole time after that. It's, well, so went to Nolans. You you originally was, weren't yeah. with us. Not in the beginning. Not, not right away. Not no. in the beginning. No. And then, oh my god! Awkward silence. Uncomfortable silence. What are you yeah. thinking about? He's thinking he's got to take a. Break. All right. On that note, I do have to head back. So oh, you do. I will be see. I bid you all adieu. Oh shit! All right. I'll be the Zane. Alfia and Jung. Dosvadanya? Well, fuck, we're... Okay. Dosvajanas? Dos vaginas. <laughs> two, two of them. Two of them. Dos. Two vaginas. Dos vaginas. Right. See you, buddy. All right, it's been real. Been That's real, French. buddy. That's French for two pussies. Later, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, see you, dude. I can just cut this other shit out that we're doing right now. No, you're good. I'll see you, buddy. Bye. Oh, Mario, this was fun. It was fun. It was nice hanging out. No, hopefully just don't do it in August ever again. Well, hey, if we're going to call it. Oh, because you're no, we're not yeah, busy. We're busy well, like, should we go piss first? Yeah, go pee. Go take a take piss all you want. Have to. You can edit this shit. I was at the pause button real quick. Well, we, we are, but I'm just going to cut oh. it out. Uh, At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, 
Shop MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. We're going to get into episode two some more. So, all right. So, boom. Um, We are, we're done with ropers pretty much. So, uh, that happened. We fucking... We came, we saw, we conquered, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, or, or got conquered. I don't. I don't know how you want to define yeah. that. I guess, Joe, you want to talk about your past at all? No, I already told you. I was. Uh, I wasn't feeling well the whole time. That sucks. <laughs> um, America. Yeah, but like, so what? Did, like, what did you guys do on your four day pass? <laughs> I, I don't even know these stories. Of <coughs> what you guys did? So did anything fun. the first night. My sister came down, the girlfriend I was dating at that time, they all came down. I think another friend came with them or something. First night we stayed in Hattiesburg, and I think it was a Bravo Company guy. The bar we were staying at, the hotel we were staying at, and the bar that was in the hotel, they actually ended up like, he fell, cut his hand or whatever, and I was just like, yep, I was like, this shit's already, you know, I was like, I'm getting myself away from this. (laughs) And we helped him out and everything, just make sure he didn't go to jail. Then next morning I wake up, Boomer's calling me, telling me, hey, when your guys are in jail. I was like, nice. Fuck yeah, dude. So he's like, just be careful. Then uh, we ended up actually going to Pensacola Beach, and that's pretty much where we stayed the whole time. Just, Is that that's I got, in Florida? Yeah, Florida. So was that like at the very edge of the very edge. radius? Yeah, okay. very edge of the radius. Because I went there, so we had a four-day pass when uh, – for Iraq, before I went to Iraq. And actually kind of the same story, almost not really the same story as Ropers. When I went there in Iraq, I went with a bunch of Army guys, and we stayed there. I had a friend come down that time. But uh, the night before, the first night we got, I ended up getting arrested. They brought me to the Naval Station, and I just got just basically released to one of my E6s is all. So didn't go to jail. The company didn't know about it. I think my first sergeant found out about it, so... These roper guys, you just got to do it smart. If you're yeah. going to break the rules and get arrested, just do it smart so it doesn't get back to your company. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, we just, I don't know, spent time on the beach, drank a lot of beer. Uh, Keel Klein went with me. Like I said, we had a good time, rode jet skis and mm-hmm. ate oysters on the half shell. And like about the second time I That's ate disgusting. them. No, they're good, but the thing Ugh. with me, I can no. only eat them for so long. Like after so you shit your meal. pants? No, oh. I, I puke. I puke. Oh, that's, well, that's even better. So we were like, I think like the 15th floor of this hotel and I ended up just puking off the top of the balcony the one night after eating. Like it takes like two hours for them to get to my system. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I got the hiccups. I was like, I'm going to puke soon. And I was like, I just puked completely. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But no, it was a good time. It was a good time. Hell yeah. Ro, did you talk to any horses on? Uh... I I may have had a conversation <clears throat> with a horse. With a horse person? Well, no, it was Cent- a... A centaur? No. Oh. I may have thought it was a centaur at the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I ended up in the middle of uh, Bourbon Street. 
<laughs> engaging with a horse cop. Engaging with a horse cop? He yeah. said cop. Cop. Yes. Cop. cop horse not cop. Horse oh, no. Cop. My, like a, a, a horse police officer. My uh, Four legs and a tail. My, uh, my four-day pass was a very different experience from I probably would guess a lot of people's. Or maybe not. I don't know. What? Were you on shrooms? No. I just... <laughs> At that time. It's very different from everyone else. I tell a lot of people, like, same story. Like, I, I was down there with my really good buddy, Daniel Cutsinger. He's a oh, yeah. re- really good, really good guy. Um, he was a, uh, he was Charlie Company's uh, mortar guy. Yep. Right? So he's uh, yep. the E6 running Charlie Company shit out in Galoosh. Fucking Cal- super, yeah. yeah, super squared away dude. Really, really good guy, right? And uh, so it's. Uh, Boer comes out, uh, Ketelar's out there, uh, G Money's out there, just a bunch of my guys, right? Like, and just, it, it's just absolute chaos. <laughs> it, yeah. For like, I don't know, like 15, 16 hours out of the day, it's just chaos, <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I woke up at 10 p.m. one night in a hotel room that's not mine, in a bed that's not mine. Nice. And that's how I start my night. I'm like, well, all right, here it is. Here like we a go. Like a rock star, dude. Fucking figure out where we're Holy going shit. and we just start fucking this wheel spinning again. Um, if you gave me a thousand lifetimes, I could never, I could never recreate that. Ever. Dude. It was, it was insanely beautiful. Is it, How we balance that line between this is just absolutely insane, dude. How are you doing this? How are you just continuing to do this for days? <laughs> you know, dude. That's it was. Oh, dude, we had a blast. Funny. We had a blast. It was fun. It was so fun. It's kind of th- that's a really good way to utilize your pass and um, get ready for wars. Just being like, you know, like if this is the last time you're it, it really is. spending we were, time, we were all with good friends. Then. Like we didn't get into any fights, really. Like nothing like that. We were just all just having a good time and it was nice to be able to do that and it was like and that's exactly what it is it's like well i understand where i'm going so if you know whatever yeah like in our perspective honestly a lot of a lot of it was at least in mine when we were on that pass it was just like because we didn't we didn't know if we we're gonna get a pass in mm. california or not when we went to ndc mm. we thought maybe it was just be ndc train 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 to fucking Afghanistan we go kind of deal. Oh, no, but, I sent it there. Yeah. But it's like, in Shelby, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't fucking know. So I'm just like, well, just need to fucking, if this is the last time you're in America, then, you know, send fucking it. send it. Whether I'm of age or not, it doesn't right. fucking matter, dude. Like, at that point, in my mind, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want to go out and have a good time. And yeah, Ropers maybe wasn't the best choice of places but to it, go. I understand but, it. It made sense. You know, it made sense at the time because we were all fucking young, dumb, full of cum kind of deal. Absolutely. But we were fucking trained up, ready to go to war, and I we're like, it. "Hey, man!" But we need to fucking Johnson. It was ladies' nights at, at Ropers, so we had to go. It was ladies' night. Mitch, I, I just I understand. This, you might have you might have yeah. saved my life there because I I could have a permanent STD with the way that. That my dance as opposed to the just reoccurring one that you have now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. just, just the, the dancing memory. But yeah, no, like honestly, like in in all honesty, like, that was kind of the mindset going into it. So it's like we all understood the gravity of the situation that we were going to go to Afghanistan, and it was going to be a real like we had our own fucking area of operations. Like we were the 
um, we owned the area that we we're going to. So it was all on us. So we knew the severity of the situation. So it's like, fuck, dude, I'm a, you know, young man. I'm going to fucking let loose and have some fun and damn, you know, probably it's kind of, it's kind of like damn the law, you know, fuck him. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Like we're, if we go, if we go where we're going and we don't ever come back, then it's like, I don't want anything to hold me back from having a good time. And if someone wants to fight, then you're going to have to fucking fight to the death, motherfucker. So it's kind of how we, how we thought about it. I, I, but, get, but that's that's the point where we have to make you to be. Yeah. They have to make you guys like that. Yeah. And you have like, to be in that another mentality. Thing is like, have, you know, we, you, we could go die, but, like, is someone going to have a good story to tell? Yeah. Someone's going to need a story to tell. That's a good story to well, tell, but honestly. But that's the thing. Is like, that is you know, When, when the, the, the people in our lives have passed, because they have. Yeah. Say, so what do you what do you remember? Mm-hmm. Donnie remember punched that? Smith in the face. Fuck yeah. That's why remember I that time that right. dipshit did that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, 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 it's kind of the So it's okay. Thing. You know, it's just. You, you, in order to no go wor- to, No worse for wear, you know. Yeah. And like a lot of people, you, you talk about it, you know, I don't know. Maybe we were, maybe we were cocky. Maybe we were a little full of ourselves. But you, you have to be. You have to be in that situation. You have to, because like what you were saying in the beginning of the podcast there, Ro, you don't want to go to war in fear of the enemy necessarily. You want to have a certain level of respect for him, but at the same time, it. you don't want to go there and be scared. Of him. You gotta, you gotta truly feel like motherfucker. I'm the shit. Like I'm here to fucking do my job, and no motherfucker is gonna stand my way. Because you have to have the mentality before you go to war. Because if you go to war and you half-ass it and you, you're not full-assing it, then that's when you get hemmed up. And that's when people fucking get killed and that's when bad shit happens. So you really have to have that mentality of, like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I'm better than you in a lot of ways. I need you that way. Yeah. But, but like, the thing with me is I never really felt that way. Like, I didn't think that. All I knew is I needed to protect my brothers to my left and my right. Mm-hmm. And that starts with here. that, and I knew they had my back, mm-hmm. I was invincible. Yeah. And that started there. That started before, well before we even got to Afghanistan, dude. You know? and, but, and I think that's the same to the point of exactly what you're talking to is yeah. he's saying the same thing. Like, I, I, may, I may not have necessarily had confidence in myself to go over and individually fight the Taliban, but... There, there was not a doubt in my mind that all of us as a team would fuck up any amount of Taliban that tried, and a lot of them at a very significant level tried, and we won. Yeah. Yeah, but like kind of the mentality going into it is just you, you have to be feeling a little bit larger than life. Like you have to be, I don't know. And also, you have not, to be cocky. You have to be yeah. arrogant. We're, we're also quite young. At the time, and I don't know if that was a good or bad thing because, like, Ro, yeah. you, you deployed when you were quite young, and, and uh, 19, Franny, you yeah, did too. 19. You, were, 19 you said you were 20 when you went to Iraq? 19? 20? So I turned 21, 22 in Iraq. Okay. So it was like 20 is when I started the deployment. So you were fucking pretty young because I was 19 when, I, yeah. when, when we went to Afghanistan. And it's like, all, you're yeah, a young all, man, so I don't know if that's a better all of my time to go or more time to go. You know what? Yes and no. Like, for me, yeah, that was the best point of my time to do my first deployment, you know. But, like I said, when I came back, you know, 
all your friends like, holy shit, you did this when you were so young, you know, and everything. But as like a leader, I had the same guys, you know, like they were like 20, 21, you know. Yep. And I was like, man, I was like, this is kind of like, I was like, I'm leading them, you know. Bro, that one foamed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. She yeah, sorry, didn't, didn't spill but over. As a leader, it's kind of like in the same sense. It's kind of like, like, man, I want to keep make sure these guys are safe, you know, and everything. They're so young and everything, and like, hopefully they're catching on. Like with my guys, like you know, they caught on and everything. But yeah. it's kind of it messes with your mind a little bit as a leader, being like you're leading guys so young. It's like, hey, I got you know. I wouldn't sure. I wouldn't say it's an age thing from for me. Obviously being active duty Marines, I serve with dudes from all over the country, all over mm-hmm. the world being active duty. But now I come back here and I even join in the Marine Corps Reserve. Those are guys that are in Joliet, Illinois. I don't give a fuck about those guys. But now I'm back here serving out of Waterloo. Okay, these are literally kids that I see every day. Literally every day. I see their fucking parents. I know who they are. And if I don't perform to my best and even sacrifice a bit of myself to make sure those kids are home, I can't look their parents in the face ever again. Mm-hmm. All right? And that's – they call it a citizen soldier. And, and, and like I said, fought with Marines and I fought with these guys. And these guys, even though they're oh, weekend warriors and shit like that, they fought and they followed – and they, they got their direction. They did exactly what they're told every bit as every full-on fucking fighter I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I commend all you guys for it. I do. But, honestly, you guys made me step my shit up just one more level, too, because I had to bring even better than what I thought was the best. And it's not, it's, it's not patting myself upon the back. It is me holding myself accountable for all you guys. Mm-hmm. And because you're a big bad Bowen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but for for real though, like it is interesting being a being a soldier in this situation and seeing like all the all of our leaders and their different personalities and shit and kind of who they <laughs> and kind of who they who who they are as people and the different their different leadership tactics. Because fucking uh, Joe, your leadership, I'm uh, a yeller. Yeah, I'm you're a yeller. You're more of like the. Hey motherfucker! Like I'm gonna tell you the way it is, kind of deal. And you, you're much more outspoken than everybody else, which is fine. It's, it's, it's a good thing because it, it brought the scout platoon brought it brought a different, I guess, uh, value to the scout platoon where it's like we all had like all the squad leaders, especially because in my in my eyes we had a great LT, you know, Lieutenant Foot at the time. Now he's major, right? Is he more? Is he yes? Is he major, right? <laughs> yes. He was the fucking shit. He, he was an he awesome. Was. He, he was good. He's an he awesome was. fucking officer. I could not have asked for more. Yeah, and we had By Rice as a platoon sergeant, and he was about as good of a platoon sergeant as you could ask for in war. I feel like I agree. And all good of leadership our, hands off. Yeah, and all of our all of our squadlers were so strong in their in their squad. Um, I guess in their squad specifically, it's like we all everyone was strong like we all went there and we felt very confident in our leadership and who we are and may, you know obviously when you go above platoon and then you get in the company and in the battalion you start seeing some fucking well, wild ones and, and whatnot I, that you I'll don't be honest, super like, trust but this is this is truthful like i i think we were we were groomed and we were farmed to operate independently yeah. we did not do a lot of 
battalion led to where we would operate as a cohesive platoon you know like we didn't do a whole lot of that it, we we operated exactly how we did yeah out out to singular companies mm-hmm. based and, on their need and, and and then all of a sudden like oh let's bring the platoon back and and at that point like we we had been operating so independently mm-hmm. for so long that it just was like well well you know, we, we don't, and that's that's exactly what I was going to say too. To your point, like we, we pretty much groomed ourselves to be independent. All of our training, yeah, yeah, yeah. all everything, and and yeah, we we may have ordered pizzas. We can do we, this together, right? But we did shit on our own to the point where it was like our our hierarchy was us. It it, it no ended, when we when we finally got at us when we finally got brought together at Metalom, we we did not. We did not parcel ourselves out to be a battalion asset. We took it upon ourselves to do our own asset adjustments, and we took it to the enemy. Yeah, Honestly, and that was in, that was in an Erlon Valley all the mm-hmm. fucking time. Because no one all was, the time, no one was at, no like when me and Roe left in the jail. No one was asking for like no, hey, I need not a, at all. They I didn't need want a sniper section up here. I need a scout. You know section up here no one was asking for it so it's like well we gotta do something well the fact that they labeled us as support was a misnomer it shouldn't have been support i don't i don't know what you would have want to call it we are it would have been an italian it would have been an intelligence thing we are mtoed and we are labeled as we are a battalion asset we are we are support to but giving us giving us a term support is every line company thinks i don't need support well, Fuck that. Well, it wasn't. It. Okay, okay, okay. Real quick, real quick. I real think quick. that's a mindset of I an think we're ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> so when we were parsed out to the different companies and shit, it was yes, we were supporting those companies in their individual mission of that area of operation. But but that we weren't. Yeah, I don't we think that I'm less than. No, no, no. But in, in, if I only we because we weren't we weren't a support element, quote unquote, in my opinion, we were an asset. If we were no longer being used as an asset to that company, if that company did not know how to utilize said asset, sure. then you have to give the asset back to the battalion and to that's a fair utilize thing. correct properly. Well, yeah, if, we, if we weren't we, being utilized because Third Squad was not being utilized in Calgush. Well, that's why we. Were, that's why we deal, we're taking resources. Second, we're taking water. Second wasn't yeah, either. Blah, 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 right, right, right. Get it. Hundred percent. Second wasn't either. We were set on Metalon. We we're doing small screening missions for RCP and shit mm-hmm. like that that never amounted to nothing. And when I'm talking screening missions, they're talking basically we were doing a PSD mission, yeah, fucking RCP, yep, which is total horseshit. That is not, it's not our a job. Fucking, it's not a, that's not a scout. That is thing. not what it's for. And then actually, when we came together, that's when our own platoon said, "You know what? We're going to do a scout mission using our own three scout squads and three sniper mm-hmm. sections, and we're going to do our own shit." And that is exactly why. We did what we did over there, and we racked up way more than the whole fucking battalion. Yeah. That's on paper. Yep. Hey, so, Joe, what do you mean racked up? I mean the... the. What do you mean racked up? So me We and killed Ro- a lot of dudes, okay? <laughs> so me and Rose, our like, perspective of this whole thing, we went up to the Jill, and we actually got... We didn't... It was hard for us to get the missions like we wanted, but we got missions. We got missions like legit scout sniper missions, but we were the guys leaving like three hours before the mission, like probably five hours before the missions. That's it? barely even a screening mission, though. No, it wasn't. We were going up the mountains. We're 
we're getting eyes on where they're going like hours before we're getting in hide sites mm-hmm. and because we when we first got there we were running what six days a week yeah, i was running pretty hard like i said for the first how long you guys had so. it rough. <laughs> well but in reality in all reality you guys probably should have been out there even earlier if you're going to be run missions and shit, right? You're saying well, or what? We got, it no. got to a point where we got kind of like misused a little bit. Well, you know well, what I mean? I mean, we'd, I'd had, uh, I'd push for, you know, depending on the loom and stuff like that. So depending on, so everything's comes back to the, the, the con op, like obviously their intent. What's a con op? So it's their concept of operation, right? Yeah. So which is uh, kind of replace the the old school fucking uh, five paragraph operations order, right? So it's your mission or situation, mission, execution, administration, command, signal. Thank you. Yep. Um, so it basically gives you your playbook, mm-hmm. right? This is how everything is based. That's how everything is planned, right? So based on their company's intent, we back plan from what they're intending to do, right? Is that Kind of make yeah, yeah, yeah. We just support. I'm sorry. So one third, two thirds. Yeah, we support them, right? So um, if they're trying to make a KLE at 5 a.m. when the sun's coming up, I got to base on what you know my train is, how far I got to go. We might have a fucking you know zero two push. Oh, okay. It might be zero one. What's my loom? How long am I going? You know. So did Alpha kind of break it down? Like they gave you the kind of said, "Hey, we're doing this, this, and this." You adjust accordingly. We had say in it. They're they're providing the mission set, right? All I'm doing is adjusting fire and providing coverage for what they're gotcha. Want does that make kind of sense? Yeah, yeah. Like they're calling the plays, whatever. Cool. I don't care what it is. Give me enough time to to support it. Yep. So because a third squad's position, when we first got to Calgush, we're in in this fucking you know in. Calgary and it was like a bull, right? So sure. we we're in this area, and the base was built around a shit ton of mountains surrounding us. And the way great we, idea, yeah, it's awesome. Great place. Like right when I landed, right when the chopper landed, I got out. I'm like, fuck, it's dark. I'm like, dude, I, I remember damn, there's I, mountains well, all around us. Like this is fucking wild, dude. dude. Yeah, I remember landing in the jail. Yeah, like, and you guys were on the side of. We were on the side of, bro. Yeah. Like, but. Real, real quick, like, because we'll, we'll go. I want, I want to go through each base the way it was set up and whatnot. And like Calgush, the way it was set up was that. And then we landed in, and it wasn't that wild and crazy. It was October when we got there, and um, I think we got in our first firefight like a week after being there, which ended up not being a whole lot, but it was still something like, holy shit! All right, fucking here we go. But uh, it was just a, is is just a patrol. We patrolled out. We went out with like I think we went out with Cuddy and shit. And some of the other Charlie Company guys, and we got in like a just got in a small tick on the side of the road, and like fuck, all right, cool. Then we Cuddy, turned around. Cuddy came was back. always into some shit. Yeah, but uh, we then we ended that and did our thing and came back, and really all we did in Calgary, like we did a lot of like we did some of our own shit. Like Wink just went out, and we were like, hey, we're gonna go fucking climb this mountain and mm-hmm. tool around, and see what happens, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Like there's more to it, but honestly, is a lot. Uh, it, we weren't being utilized as very well in Calgushas either. Well, it's hard to move out when you're in the lower elevation. Like, it's hard to move secretly. And that's what we did. When we did move, we moved at night and Before, we were like it, like doing just, our shit you know, at night. It's hard and to do when you're in the bottom. It's, ter- it's a terrible placement for a oh, look. put a company, honestly. You have to go out. Oh, shits are moving. So then we ended up going back to um, Metterlom where yeah. second squad was. And then you guys in Ajil, like how was that when you guys first landed? Like I said, I uh, 
you know, ramp drop and rock on, nods on. And like, I step out and I'm just like, holy fuck. Well, because the LZ for Najil was at the base. Right. Correct? Yep. Okay. And you just, I don't know. And I obviously, I only speak for me. Like, it's just black. Yeah. Everywhere is just black. And it just goes up. And you can feel it just go up. And it's just this, like, very depth of just thickness of mm-hmm. these mountains. And you're just like, holy fuck, I am not ready for this. It's big country when you get out yes. there. You start looking around, and you're like, these motherfuckers so could be sm- everywhere. So small. So, small, so small. Even though you're on a base with a whole company yep. behind you and whatnot, but you it's just, like you just all you don't pressure, feel no, yeah. You just feel it on you. You're like, holy fuck, man. Yeah, because Calagouche was, it was a legitimate, like, cop, damn near, was, it was a cop still. Yeah. But it was, motherfucker. Get it, bud. Hey, have some goddamn respect out there. Anyways. Save some for the rest of us. That's bud. what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> no, but, it's just, but, the realization of what you're, spread that pussy right. you just, it, it landed right there. It did. And it weighed all on you right there. As soon as you stepped off, you're like, yep. Holy fuck. This is it. There, there's, there's only... It's 50-50, man. There's only two outcomes. Because mm-hmm. how And how was it with you guys when you land in Meadowlands? Because Meadowlands is more of a, I don't want to say metropolitan area of Afghanistan, but it was, it was. much bigger. Well, Meadowlands is obviously much more settled, and we didn't have the ruggedness of the mountains right at our front gate, okay? Because they were actually, at some point, uh, they did some prior planning. Yep. And had some good avenues <laughs> of approach that could be covered. You had more of a standoff. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At the shortest range, we had 400 yards, and that was at the back gate towards the ANA. So mm-hmm. we were pretty good with that. Um, there was. Did it almost feel like you're in a, like a, like a smaller version of Jalalabad? Oh, quite honestly, yeah. 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 It, I mean, it felt. Not until we got the PX there. What I could say is domesticated. Yeah. It did feel domesticated because we had all the creature comforts. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly could not ask for a better fob. I mean, in, in uh, Iraq, I had worse accommodations. Yeah. In Iraq. Okay. And that would have been times, a much yeah. more settled place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were also a Marine in Iraq, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I was in. They, they didn't right. put you with the Air Force t- yeah. necessarily. Uh, <laughs> Y'all can't be. Ozini's crayons to be happy. Yeah, eat those for <laughs> snacks. But yeah, I don't know. Like, just getting it, like me personally, like being 19 years old and jumping off the bird and getting in there and is no, night, it's is real. Nighttime, I'm just like, holy fuck, this it, is real life. Like, it's, it's as real as you've ever kinda, been. It kind of punches you right in the fucking face. You're like, holy yep. shit. And then, you know, you get in a. It, when we got there, is towards the tail end of fighting season. Because I don't know how it was in a geo. But uh, no, it was still. Uh, no, we got into it quite. We got into it right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. like first right mission, away. First mission, like, I ran out of uh, metal on October thirty first. Fucking psyops got blown up like right in front of us. I was there like, you Fuck! Go. I guess we're here for good. Like, yep. Well, I landed like I landed. Me and Roe went up together. We were the first two people with. We we're the first group up there and everything. Like like Roe says, you like you just land and it's just like looking at all these mountains and like the one thing i remember thinking you guys remember the movie notorious bastards how the fuck are you gonna fight yourself out oh yeah that's kind of like one of like the things i was like thinking i was like well we're kind of like on a side of mountain but like we're not really in the basement you know yeah and i was just like this is like a good ambush place i was like holy fuck you know well the thing with you guys and the is that you're on all of alpha was on the side of this mountain 
and you didn't how far was the was the cross dude, canyon dude how far was that hey where was oh this from zarkamar four this was four hundred meters where are we talking we're fine like so straight out the gate straight out the gate like remember that first hill we had to go up then we walked through the flat to get to zarkamar yeah that was how, about oh like that five, ridge line yeah, yeah. It was like uh, 500 so probably about where the cell tower was you're probably talking like six i think yeah I think okay cell towers of six and then you you'd push up from there and it'd, it'd go to you know somewhere so basically out on that plateau six to eight what we're saying is um looking out in Najil, looking out in Najil, you have 600 meters and then that's enemy territory oh oh yeah yeah they'd they'd fire from cornfields when the corn was full yep they fire mortars out of there at night uh we'd get Rocket. oh dude i remember i i got ch- i i don't know how these motherfuckers saw me Right, so I was smoking and joking down at the fucking sniper hooch, right? Probably after a meeting or something. This was uh, obviously later in the s- season or something, like because I think it was still still fall time. It was yeah. cool, but like it was dark early. I don't know, right? So all of a sudden, base gets fucking smacked, right? So that, that was with the rockets, like a bunch yeah. Of so I'm rockets. getting I'm getting chased. Yeah, like I this, remember that. This fucking RPK, I don't know what this motherfucker's hit me with, right? <laughs> I don't even know how he sees me. But this dude is fucking raking me <laughs> all the way up the goddamn goat path. And I got a ways, dude. Like, it's a ways from the sniper hooch up to where my fucking scout hooch is. And I got fucking, uh, what did I call him? Frank the fucking goat or something right in the middle. Right, that was my that was my fucking goat. We had a pet goat, right? We had a, and we had a pet dog for a while. Yeah, we did, we did. but that was like my middle ground. And I'm just I'm like crawling hands and knees, and this motherfucker's just chewing me up, whole way up this cocksucker. That was like November, I dude. Was it was just like <laughs> I remember that. That, I remember that. That was on the daily, dude. Like my hooch would just get. I remember Kettlear coming, and Kettlear got mortared, yeah, right? Middle that. of the fucking day, like his dick out. <laughs> right by our piss tube and we finally was like hey we should probably get some sandbags by that piss tube because you know because the mortar pit is right down there so right. everybody mistakes our hooch for the mortar pit uh-huh so they just constantly just fucking hit our shit right and this like, is how constantly. me and <laughs> dude, dick out, this baby. is how he our... got mortared he's just like boom 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 he's like come running in dick still fucking out pissing he's like holy shit <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. yeah, that'll happen. So me and Rose Group got the nickname the Jill Bastard Sons. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know. Was, you guys, the hooch you guys got put in was the shittiest hooch on the whole base. It was not great. The I'll farthest away from everything. Yeah. It was the, not great. Just to get uh, a fucking Gatorade oh, shake, it, you had hike a, about a mile. It was a hump up. Like, fuck, a, dude. It was a hump up. And when me and Ro landed there, that hooch was abandoned. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it wasn't it was like, in too good that's, shape. That's where we want to go. No, that's where they put us. Well, either way. <laughs> oh, no. I got it. Yeah. That was a... And then we had Dishka Dan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dishka was that, Dan. Was Dishka Dan Dishka. the one that only shot one shot at a time? Yeah. He had, okay. a, he had a big old... Uh, probably, you know, he had a belt-fed Dishka ammo somewhere, so they'd unlink it. Just pre- shoot one shot. Oh, I'm pretty sure this cocksucker had something welded up with a barrel. You know, oh, yeah. take that thing out one Doom. shot at a time and just fucking kind of aim that thing and get it close enough. <laughs> uh, oh, Did yeah. you guys ever get him? No. He's a fucking wily bastard. No. We we dropped a lot of shit on that guy. We can never find him. We can never get a BDA. 
But would he? he but he'd come back. Hey, that motherfucker. Hey, Rowe, what's a BDA? Uh, battle damage assessment. Mm-hmm. So after we we shoot or drop something, they want to know if it's good effects. Yep. So we gotta traipse over there and go check it out. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Fucking do the stuff. I think a lot of the times, other people did our BDAs though, or the majority of them. And the fact they didn't report any death or loss was the BDA. Yeah. But yeah, old, old Dishkadan. Never got him. Dishkadan. Never got him. Nope. God dang. We got a few of them, the HVTs, though. Oh, yeah. Old Fuzzy Bear come out of there. We we lit that village up pretty hard. <laughs> I got a uh, video on the phone of, I mean, uh, I think it was uh, Donnie just fucking eating it up. Oh, yeah. Out of 240, and Donnie had the fucking saw. I remember that. Was that was, when he's in his fucking sandals in, or some shit? Yeah. His PT shorts? Yeah. yeah. That was that was a good night. We thugged it out up there for at least 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? What, what's Thug that? it out? We were you in know, a... Big firefight. Yeah. Sustained was, engagement. You know thug it out, fight. dude. We were just shooting. Uh, yeah. Thugging it out. Shoot motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, well, that night we got... Remember, Merchant was pretty pissed because he's like well how many rounds did you shoot i was like well all of them i did i I shot all of them man was that after the oda that big valley clearing uh it was around that time because i think that was the night i was like well sir i'm just directing my fire based off of you yeah because everybody said that and there was like like how many thousand rounds i don't know everyone's like i was just following this guy this guy's tracer i I was just 10 grand worth of rounds that's my tax hey, that, that's I'm one, cool with that that's one thing that you never had to worry about with the scout platoon is that if um, some shit hit the fan if we're going to shoot you enough rounds <laughs> yep so no. scouts they you guys are being to too us. conservative with yeah. your ammo count fuck we are yeah cause so that I, was never a conversation no I do want to talk so like uh, second squad when you guys were in Metalom and we ended up coming back cause we linked up with you guys in Metalom fairly Early in the deployment. Yep. It was either January or February. Yeah, because we got there in October. Yeah, October. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I feel like we're only in Calgary for a few months. Yeah, it wasn't long. It wasn't long. And then we ended up coming to Maryland and linking up with you guys. Which... January, February, and then everything with the fighting season kicked off in March. Yep. And it got, it got pretty hairy from March until I think our last engagement was June 21st. But yeah. from then before that. What do you like, mean? Like, when... These guys weren't here. Like there wasn't. We ran. We didn't some do missions. No, we. So we got in that gunfight. We did fight. some RCP stuff. And yeah, yeah. we got in that gunfight. Don't. Oh, somebody's on a Mark nineteen that was down and five hundred. Yeah, we ran us. up to the Geo or uh, Cal- Oh, we went Mitch. up. No, no, no. no. We did no. Mitch, you close your mic when you're talking. Uh, we did. No, a, we did. We there. took so. the battalion commander up to Najil. And that's when this clown right here, that being Mitch Smith, fucking assholed some car with the goddamn cage on a MATV. <laughs> he was in the way. That. And then, and then the that's, that's, that's where everybody, that. that's where everybody, because we had like seven rounds come at the whole fucking convoy, got their CIBs. And I was like, that's pretty fucking weak. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weak. The other shit we've done. It was December and, uh, 6th. And then uh, we collected up some. For some reason, and I knew I knew it was imposing. We collected up some of their shit from jail, and we spent the day up there. But we had to be back before nightfall. Well, that didn't fucking happen. 
We end up doing a nighttime fucking convoy down this shitty precarious road all the way back to Metalam, and we get back to Metalam when the sun's coming up. Yeah. It was a very more than ridiculous movement for absolutely no fucking reason. When you guys came to Jill for the first time? Yeah. Yep. So the BC or somebody, if some field grade officer wanted to go up there. So that nighttime op? Oh, and then when up, I went we on. We ended up having to go by the, it was like the girls' school or something. It's by that. Yeah, that's right. Rock. Yep. We were out there pretty IEDs much all night. sitting on that fucking shit. Yeah. And then I went on leave. This would have been. This would have been early December because I went on leave yeah, in late December, and that's when you guys went up there and went yeah. up uh, Wadawoo. When I got my... Mitch was saying December 6th. Oh, I forgot you went December 6th, I got yeah. my CIB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it was bullshit. Been, that wouldn't have been up by us. Though. Yes, it was. I guarantee it. No. I guarantee it. December 6th so, is when I got my first kill. Right. That is when we were going up there. You guys up weren't there. up there. You guys we were moving home. up there. Trust me. Yeah. Because this, we sat at the girls' school at the same fucking time. December 6th, me and Ro, we were up past uh, the... You know exactly that mission. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We uh, went out uh, North... Or, uh, Death, Death Star. Yep. And we... Uh, Trust it, me, I remember December 6th. No. Uh, well, you guys might have been doing the stuff, but like... We were up there at the same time. I guarantee yeah. it. I guarantee we it. We were coming up. But we had, to I, come, we had to come back, and on our way back, there was some IED report. And we had to set was, up by uh, the girls' school... And as we set up yeah. by the girls' school and that was BCP, that was a couple weeks later. Then there was, uh, oh, you're parked on an IED. We're like, oh shit, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, because when you guys were coming up there, you guys got into. Uh, I remember yeah. foot saying over the radio, it was a complex ambush or whatever. It was, but, it was complex in the sense that we had rounds, small arms round coming in from both sides, no identifiable targets. It was nothing. It it lasted less than forty five seconds. Well, we got in a firefight later that day because me and you had to move our teens out from the girls' school. You remember that rock that we used mm-hmm. to sit at? Then we we had a bound and leap over there. So yeah. I think we were taking fire and everything. Yeah, it was it was a it was a that was a fairly open ground movement. Yeah, and, like, that, that and merchants was, like this is a simple task. Move under fire. Like, I was like, well, we gotta get our guys. Like, this is that. a simple task. Move under fire, motherfucker. You are you moving? The bullets flying over. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, it yes, right. it is. It's a textbook. We'll be trained. For. Absolutely, was, absolutely. There was just a fair amount of open ground. I was like, well, yeah. I have to coordinate this movement at one fucking time with gentlemen spread out over the course of twenty-five to thirty-five meters. And I got to get them to fucking move. I slept under a truck that night. Hell yeah. Because it was cold as fuck. Good times. So you yep. got cold there. Oh, damn. Yes, it did. Yeah, you got cold yes, as fuck there. Got I, have, I have never. Fuck. I've, I've never, I have never like been that. that cold without there being snow. <laughs> oh, my no, dude. Yeah, fuck it. Shit it fucking sucked. Dude. Woo. I got there, so me and Ro used to do oh, missions while it was snowing on. I got shit on one night. Silver Snake, man. Well, yeah. I don't remember cold. I remember, remember Silver State. Silver State was hot, dude. We all, yeah, we all came out as heat cats, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where you fell off that rock or jumped off the rock. I know what you're talking about, Mitch. This is a December. ankle. Yeah, the December one. bad. What was that one? What was that? I remember being there, but there was a mission. It was shortly after we got to Metterlam. We were in a mission together. Yep. All of us. It was like our first. you're talking the Caligouche. Yeah, the Galoosh Valley. The Galoosh Valley. No, 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 no. We'll get to that, though. But uh, there was a mission in December that we got, because that's when I got my, that's when I think we got our CIBs. 
Was it for that mission in December? His no, like, fucking is a very small fucking comp, like very small firefight. No, it, oh, no. I got mine like with these guys. Well, I don't know. It was it was stupid. We all got yeah. pinned at the same time though. Yeah, yeah, we, well, but nationally. we all got pinned. Right. It's just I don't remember how it was written, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I guess. But I remember being on a mission in December when we first got back down to Me- or first got down to Metterlam. We all ran a mission together, and I just remember being up in this fucking mountain area and overwatching a certain valley and i remember like begging for the sun to come up i'm like it's almost there it's so it's so close and i remember seeing the rays coming over the fucking mountain and i'm like sitting there like god damn please wait i just need a little bit of sun and it was so fucking cold i couldn't feel anything like from i couldn't feel shit like i was like numbed i was damn near a cold casualty dude and then the fucking rays finally touched my face like did was that like receive, the first round of that receive, cell phone uh, tower yeah. did in Erlam? Huh? Well, did we receive troops in contact on that one? Yeah. Well, was that the KLE in like the Kegal or Caligar? Mm. It, it was like if like you're that. going up towards if you're going up towards Caligouche, instead of turning right going into Erlam Valley, you would turn left. Yeah. Into some weird valley I think you've never so. been into. Yep. And then Wink actually pursued these assholes further into that valley. And that's where I engaged these assholes and, and basically blew like fucking shins to your drums out <laughs> with my m14 Probably. yeah it was a good time, was a good time. <laughs> that that's yeah. the one where uh uh rpg came between wilkie and byrise and wilkie i mean byrise could have reached out and grabbed that fucker oh fuck i that's, mean it was right there yeah we got i that watched video that fucking that. happen no that, that, that was yeah. later though that was after that was later that was in uh like the like closer to springtime oh it was like ugly. late winter it was ugly yep. and then yeah. and then fucking wink just went yeah like a that was hound that somebody let off the leash he's gone i'm like what that, the that fuck like, are you doing that was like super that was like early spring that's when <sighs> fighting season really f- started kicking off for all of us down there but i hate that chasing game yeah because when did you guys come to Maryland again so roll went at, we came back to Maryland. what to leave so we came back to Maryland as a team then what the hell happened i got called my team had a report back to Najil. Then we stayed in Najil because Merchant wanted to keep a sniper team up there. Then the, the Donnie and Gord's thing happened. Then we ended up coming back for the mission we did. Then I then that's when I asked Bauer. Uh, yeah. I was like, "Can we just stay down here with the rest of the platoon?" Yeah. I was like, "If they need, I was like if they need us, just call well, us up there." Because you took me back up there to clear our barracks and everything. Because you guys, you guys came, you came, you guys came to uh, Meta, came to us in Metalom after it was well, and it was like summer basically. Yeah, like, getting, getting into yeah. summer, right when fighting season spring, was really was starting spring, to kick off. It was springtime. It was springtime, it was, but it was, it was April. Yeah, deep it was into April. spring, right? April. So I, Cause it was we, cause April. Cause I we, believe because we did Galooch when you were still in Najil, correct? There was a mission they called us back for. Then I, the first night we were on, the first day we got to Metalom, remember that mission they called us up for, where they were going to drop we, a bomb? Yeah, we, they wanted us to go do a BDI in this fuckhead. They're going to drop some fucking we were gonna kind be of drone the shit. And they're like, "Hey, this is a really hostile valley, so here's like twelve dudes. Like, go do this BDI." I was like, "Well, that's." It never happened. That's smart, but cool. That's not smart, but cool. Was that was that the one post OAB that everybody was like really nervous about? No, 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 no. no, no, no. This is before. This is way before. I'm just getting back from leave, so we just get done with uh, some uh, SF clearing. 
valley clearing thing where uh, I got pushed up and basically Boo came up and we split the two teams. See, I was I was on the start of that mission, but then I was scheduled to leave on leave. Yeah, and I was like, I'm yeah. like, you want me to push my leave off? No. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. So then Boo replaced me. Mm, yeah, so I, remember I, that. I okay. do that, and then uh, I get off of that, and I directly go on leave. Yeah. Right. I get back, and they're like, that's when it's like, hey, you, you got to go up to Metal Arm. So I fly back in the Nijil, like, af- after leave, and they're like, hey, pack your shit. You're going back up to Metal Arm. We both, we <laughs> took both of our teams, we took both of our teams at the same time. Yeah, first so time. we push back up there, and that's when we're kind of, like, in this limbo stage. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what are we doing? Yeah. And then we just kind of stayed there. Back, yeah, up, you back guys, at Metal Arm. Yeah, you guys stayed there. Then they, oh, we got requested back. We were in limbo for quite a bit. We just yeah. didn't really know where, where we were going to be utilized. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I remember when we got to Metal Arm, we were, st- we were stuck on the fucking uh, flight line for weeks. Actually, months, yeah, I think. It was months. I, and then, yeah. Boer, then Boer is around that time frame when Boer came to Metal Arm. And he's like, the fuck you guys doing on the flight line? Like, yeah. This is where we live. He's like. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, he's this is fucking bullshit. And then I think like the next day he's like, "All right, boys, let's mount up. We got we got fucking hooches." I'm like what? They get yeah. and they marched over to our bee huts and like we got hooches now. I'm like holy shit, why did we spend months on the fucking flight line when we could have had hooches this whole time? This is bullshit. But because yeah, even when I got to Metalom, Boomer's like, "Hey, we got a storage unit. Make that your room." You know, I was like, "Sounds good." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, no shit. I guess we were, you guys went to the storage units. <laughs> yeah, we both did. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I don't know. Just we were pretty used to getting just tossed around wherever. Yeah, but for me personally, I know when we got to Metalama, I was a pretty, I was pretty stoked about that because I'm like, dude, we can finally work together as a platoon a little bit at least. Like the guys in the GL are doing their thing, and they want to stay there. That's fine. But uh, like third and second, and the rest of the platoon was in Metalama already at this point. We were running quite a few missions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we started. Uh, you what guys are doing fucking, a lot of what was that? Najil. Uh, I mean, uh, Nurlam. That's when we started the whole Nurlam escapade. Ex- always had to do with the cell phone tower going over the top. Um, well, it's because we touched. Moving across on the military crest, trying to push back yeah. in there because that valley wide. And they it was known Taliban hotspot way in the back. Mm-hmm. But they would never go in there. Right. The, the last unit you're saying. Yeah, right. and even even our unit wouldn't go. They we told them like, let's no put a blocking zone. force at the valley mouth, and do a a uh, helo assault towards the back and push everything out, just like we did in the Galoosh. Yep. Okay? Yeah. They didn't want to do that, or nobody would ever pick up on that. Instead, we went and did the fucking Galoosh, which is down by uh, Zeohawk. Is that where that, that fucking yes. place? Yeah, is in that area? Because then after we left Galoosh, then Zeohawk incorporated it. Zeohawk. There's miles of open area you can see yeah. around that motherfucker. Miles. Miles. Was that from, from the Neuralom, you could fucking come out of that valley, blow the shit out of that road that goes along the mountain, yep. and then go right back into it. Neuralom made a lot more sense strategically. To, to, to take that valley made a lot more sense strategically than it did for Galoosh. Galoosh didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Galoosh had an amazing ability for indirect fire because they had sure. open fields of fire. Sure. And they could cover directly with directly weapons. And then your dead spaces are covered with indirect fire, which they have 155s, 120s, 81s, and even 60s. Their 60s were able to be dispatched with the line because they left the gate. This, that, and the other. That's great because now you can do movement to contact and suppress from inside of that fucking base. 
The Neuralom? No. Like I said, you could come out of the mouth of the Neuralom Valley, fuck the highway up, mm-hmm. and then go right on back. And back and in nobody ever zone. see you. Yep. Nobody ever see you. Yep. We, and we was, never chased them. Because that kind of ended up... How did that um, campaign even really start? Because I, I, I was just... Just no, Neuralam occurred because the PSYOPs guys told us when we first landed there that that's where they get most of their contact. Yeah, yep. And that's why we started patrolling in there. Because right when we touched the mouth of that valley, we could, we took contact. Yeah. Initially, yep. The very first time you we, guys, stu- we you touched guys had, in there, uh, we took contact. You guys had a tick with the new guy, Meyer, and then one tick while I was on leave. Yeah. I mean, it happened, like you just said. Every time we went by, there it was like walking by an open window. Somebody would reach out and try and touch yeah, it. Yeah, yep. So then we kind of turned that into our baby to be like, we're going to fucking clear this bitch. And we just kind of kind of kept jumping back in there every so often, trying, yeah, to, get, and, trying and to get further and further into the fucking valley. Just, just before the mouth of Neuralom's where Donnie got hit and killed. I mean, that, that was that, the Sangar, yeah. right? Neuralom Sangar is the same thing. Right. They just kind of branch. Parway, but branch. But Sangar specifically was Yeah, that's valley. that's the the valley. It's on the south side of the finger that starts the Neuralom Yeah. Valley. But, again, it's the same thing. They come out of the Neuralom Valley. Mm-hmm. They do their poking, and then they run back. Yep. And that's exactly what they kept doing. Because mm-hmm. they had that radio tower in there, too, right? Yeah, even Operation Silver Snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and third landed on the the uh, south side of the Nerdalon Valley. I landed on the fucking north side. The fuck giant hell fucking side. fiasco. Yeah, that was fucked. Giant fiasco. That was mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah, you can make it there in three hours. No, it's like ah! eight eight k of movement straight up and straight down. Well, it's fucking horrible. Hey, as long as you have the right coordinates. In remember your, your little fucking feeties no, taking that- off a clip. That was pretty. That yeah, was that was pretty tough ground, man. That, 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 yeah. that the ground really on the fun. ground on our side fun. was much harder yeah. than on Wink's side. It that was. was I, I will, It was yeah. fucking horrible. It was tough ground all around. That, that, well, that, that also saved my life legitimately when we went fucking sliding, and I yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah, Jung, you had you had shale like just straight yeah. sheet." Jung yeah. and and I fucking I was like we slipped and we were in all these. Like little pine needles and those yep. little tiny spruce trees, and we're yep. trying to get through them, and then we fucking slipped and we dive down. There's no depth, couple, right? I, yeah, I had, I had, we were walking I, in the I, end. We're walking on a shelf that's thinner than this table. Yeah, I, I believe it. But it was and, it was and then I, I told Byrays at that at, at, at that time. I told hey. Byrays we're done. Let him talk. No, you're good. Go. Oh, Connor, talk. Oh, no, no. I literally like, fucking ground off like all the ends of my fingers trying to stop. Mm-hmm. On the side of this fucking cliff, and like, just like you were saying, like that same depth perception of the bigger mountains. And when you go on, and you're just like, this I, is silver snake you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I was like, I, I genuinely cannot see the bottom of this cliff. I don't know what's dark, but it was like a hundred foot drop off. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. It was a ways. We were but gonna like, eat it, dude. <laughs> I, I was, and then Wilkinson like grabbed a branch, and then he dove out, and he just like flopped out, and like landed on my rucksack, and we just stopped because I was not stopping. There was like. I literally ground off like all the ends of my fingers. Self-arrest there. Nothing. Yeah. There, there was just nothing. I was sliding, and, and I wasn't sliding fast, but it was just like, and my fucking feet were hanging on off the edge of that fucking cliff. And from that point on, I, before that, I've never been scared of heights in my life. Like, I loved it. I'm like, give me as high as I can go. Climbing's I, scary. Yeah, fuck, it, it, it was scary. I, like, I, like, it's scary as fuck. Man. That was the stopping Even point now. for the night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I told Byron, I said, we're not going any further. Because we so didn't have it. Because that mission, we didn't have like any radio There contact. was no alum either. The only it thing was, I could see is, is the fucking we're, city. We're, weren't we together, though? 
Yeah. First yeah, yeah that's when I right? fell and broke my shit. And that's when I fell and fucking... Oh, dude. I, I, I fell off the side of a mountain, too, that oh, day. That you, was, were, you were high on Toradol's the rest dude, of the day. I took a digger like I never yeah. took before. No, Silver Snake. Yeah, I sprained my ankle, and I had, I'm like, they're like, you want a medevac? I was like, not in this territory. I was like, I'm, no. just, I'm like, I'll just keep going. Yeah. And by the time oh, I got no, to the I truck, by the time I got to the truck, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in so much fucking pain. Yeah. And Dude, I was like, we, I don't want to take my boot off. We were so fucked up after that mission. Yeah, All of us. God. We got chewed up hard. Yeah, we got chewed up hard. Got the shit beat out of him. And we didn't even shoot nobody. No, I was going to say, we didn't even <laughs> get that much time. It was like, you motherfuckers. It was stupid. I didn't kill nobody. rain, mother of the dumbest fuck. God damn it. Let's that's, back up that's a little That's incorrect bit. because someone did take a 1,400-meter shot with an accurized I was four. just going to say that. Oh, yeah. That was the whole yeah. Pink Castle excavated, yeah. too. Because shortly so, after that is when I switched, squ- switched squads. But No names. Someone took well, one, though. So the reason I probably sprung my ankle because we heard... We heard Shin was about, he had someone in sight. He was like, me and Williams are like, we're not too far. We can make it, you know. We were not, like, really that close to <laughs> No. So me and Williams, like, took off. I was like, hey, I'm like, we're going to go. I was like, we'll go. And I'm like, it's like we're a thousand meter wood. shot. Should I take it? I'm like, no. No. It's like 830. We haven't even built a target package yet. So yeah. me and Williams. And one dude. Me and Williams are trying to, like, bust feet to get, you know, sight of the town. Something. then. He jumps over a rock. I thought I jumped over the same rock. Then I got like halfway over the rock. I was like, this watched, ain't, I'm like, this ain't the rock. I watched your, <laughs> your ankle just fold. I was like, ooh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm rub, rub some dirt in it. Yeah. Let's go. You need to load me up with as much drugs as you can. And gather me to the back and I'll be, I'll keep up. But. Those numbing shots. Oh my God. I don't know how many days you gave those to me. Tore it all. Yeah, yeah. that's all Toradol shots. You guys were, I remember you and Ro were just like, fucking like, hey, I, I'm in pain. Dude, no, like, no problem, brother. Like, all right, I don't he feel snuck pain up. anymore. That motherfucker snuck up and hit me in the ass with that shit. Dude, like, you're, in pain, you're in pain too, brother. I was hurting. And he was like, boom, I'm like, what the fuck was that? He goes, oh, I'm dude, like, are you hurt now? I got nope. the scar tissue, like, where I broke my back, like, that fractured a vertebrae. Like, th- there's a chunk of calcium. In the middle of my back where you can see that bitch. Oh, really? Like, I hit so fucking hard. I about shit my fucking balls out. Dude, is that same mission? I remember when... Because we were... I think it was on the infill when we were fucking crescent, like going yeah, across this land. area. And uh, I remember we were, like, fucking, like, rock climbing across this spot. And... Um, I think Day made it across already, and I think oh, I Doc hand- Day, yeah, Doc Day. I fucking Good hand- man. I, was, I had my M4 hanging down. I had a bunch, a pack full, a bunch of bullshit. I'm like, fuck. And then he's like, hey, you want me to take your weapon? I'm like, sure. So I unclip it, handed it off to him. I'm like, right as I handed it off to him, I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, oh, and I fucking landed between these two rocks. That I think they helped me honestly because I felt like fifteen ish, probably oh. fifteen to twenty feet <gasps> off the side of this cliff face. And I just fucking crumpled up. My shoulders came in. I think my shoulders touched each other. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just remember hearing like Row like, "You dead?" I'm like, "No." Like, All right, <laughs> inhale get, through your butthole. Like, get, get back up here as soon as you can. Like, oh. <laughs> You dead, Joe. Like, shit. Quit so, fucking around. Get up there. Do you there. remember on that mission? Sooner than later. Let's go. Fuck, getting dude. off that bird. Yeah. It kept oh, on like, yeah. going like Oh, this. yeah. Oh, like, no. I think when you got off, it was kind of like level. Oh, yeah. When I got off, hard. it was like five feet up. Then yep. I was like, I kind of stumbled. Then no, the next you, person, you, I was you like, took a digger. Oh, my 
Williams, you're landing on me. I'm like, shit. Yeah, Good my Williams. Because yeah, the, cause the bird way. didn't land. <laughs> it, no, just, no. it just it just hovered. Well, you it's like, get over, off, bitch. You guys over on your side, I remember, it was just like, Bruh. I was like, you guys are really making a presence over there. Well, fuck. I guess. The fucking crew chief on the back of our bird must have been fucking Stevie Wonder or something. Because we landed on the top of this fucking stupid-ass mountain, and they dropped the hatch, and it's just like, this, was, there was nowhere for us to land, but this is where you want to go, so there you go. And it's just, yeah, it would go from like like five, like three or four, five feet maybe, to like ten feet. Yeah. To like three feet to like ten feet. And it's like, oh, shit. Everyone is still running off at the same pace, though. Because I'm reading my map. What are we doing? Sorry. Okay. Sorry. But like I said, it was just nuts. Like yeah. on our side of the mountain when we landed, it was like all woods up there. And I'm like, me, you, and Byrides get to the center. I'm like, are we still in Afghanistan? No, we were in a hell? bowl. They, we, we were we were 2K off where we were supposed to be. And I'm not driving the bus, okay? That is why we ended up on the wrong side of that fucking mountain because we were 2K fucking north. And I'm trying to shoot a lens attic off of where we're at. I had the right compass heading. But we're 2K on the other side of a fucking mountain. Stupid. Yeah. So I'm that, not – I'll accept my point of blame because when we got on that cliff and we're walking around this fucker and we're bop falling off this son of a bitch and I'm seeing a town, I'm like, I see some lights down there and that ain't right. <laughs> Let's hold up. Wasn't you. It was me. I was hey, like, if, talking to your mic. I was like, it wasn't you. But like that's – uh, that MSR over there. Yeah, that was uh, what, what was Marlin? It, it was it was Philly and Iowa. Philly and Iowa were on yeah. the Calgary right. side. I was like, that's the MSR. Yeah, and you're like, no, it's I not. Mean, no, there's there was no way it could be. And I was like, there's that's no the way. MSR right there. Okay, okay, I get it. I yeah, get it. so let me get. It. And, right. and you're like, just just say it, Joe. Yeah. So it satisfies Mitch. Yeah, just say you're wrong. I said it. You're <laughs> right. All right, all right, cool. So that was it. So Silver Snake didn't end up being much. Um, I do want to talk about like Galooch real quick because that was where we all fucking ended up. Getting it struck was a by dumb, lightning. Yeah, it was a dumbass mission kind of deal. But <laughs> no, folks, folks, folks. Literally, I'm glad we didn't literally, get hit. a whole platoon <laughs> Silver Snake though got hit by lightning. What are we? What are we doing? What are you saying? You talking about Silver Snake still? I just said I wanted to add one thing. Okay, add it. Just said, I'm glad we did not get hit during Silver Snake. Otherwise, we'd be fucked. Okay, because we couldn't hear you because we were already talking about something else. So I just wanted to make sure we were talking appropriately. You know, you know what the best part about you getting angry is? I'm not angry. You get over it. Yeah. But uh, so now that we're past Silver Snake, uh, Galooch, because that was like the first mission that we all did together, correct? Nope. No. I, wasn't oh, there. I shouldn't say what? I wasn't there. Motherfucker. No, 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 no. I think, I think you, like, you are the, right. Because first, we second, had third a, squad yep. snipers, right? Yep. Was well, that, the, that, was that one, the first mission that we all did together? No, I think that one in, uh, at the school, the girls' school. Oh, yeah, that's Jill. right. That's right. But like, as far as like big mission goes, no, this, that, was, that was, like, a this was a combined mission. one coming from Medellin going to Zeohawk yeah. and then leaving from Zeohawk going out to there as combined. Right. This is... This is actually brigade. dispatched. It was from, a brigade yeah. mission. Yeah, it was a brigade mission. Promethea yep. Panda or whatever they called it. I don't remember what they called it. I just remember it was Gluch. Prometheus, it was like Prometheus something. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's where we got hit with lightning, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And you thought it was uh, RPG. RPG. Yeah. <laughs> How could I be so wrong? So, good little preface, yeah, but dude, when we when we loaded up and got in there, um, did they... Oh, okay. Please. I do I do have to ask because I still don't really know the whole 
historicity of this, but did they drop us off in the wrong LZ? No, 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 no. You're, you're, we're setting you down in a known Russian minefield. What? Yeah, right. It was, it was a little ways in. Well, we had a, we had a pretty good movement in. A pretty good movement. It wasn't, it wasn't like it 21K? Was, yeah. It, it, it wasn't was huge far. for us, but the way we packed, like we packed heavy. We had to pack yeah. for, they told us to pack for three fucking weeks. It was, so it, it was, was pretty fucking long. It was though. a pretty heavy loadout. It was a, it was a long movement. The movement in up that hill for a bit was, was primarily pretty okay. But the point was, is like they dropped this into this known. Yeah. It was a known minefield that night. <laughs> Wegner got off and blew his fucking knee out. Yeah, yep. it's like we're okay. It's like, well, well, that's not the greatest. It's like that's a, that's just a long movement to try to mitigate a very big unknown. And we had mm. like what you know, zero A and A. Yep, zero loom at night. So obviously we had some A and A. No, we had we had a whole company with it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, we had some A&A. Was, it was, I, I it was, said, did we have was, zero a No, like 80. Oh. Yeah, oh, it was like, oh, it was right, like, right. It, was like it was three flights of three Chinooks that came in yeah. and dropped. Yeah, yeah we, we had quite a bit. We had a lot of fucking dudes up there. So, But didn't we get dropped off? We got dropped, yeah, in the known Russian minefield. Yeah, it was but, awesome. Yes. Well, and then they tell us this just before we hit the ground. Yeah, but wasn't it like a, a significant jaunt to the foothills of the, no, of the mountain? It was, it was a 2K plus movement. Yeah. And I remember my pack specifically. It was heavy. What? It's yeah. fuck. So, like 100. I literally was the first person off that bird on our helicopter, and I ate shit on that mission. Yeah. Like, I straight fucking, like, forgot about the one foot thick Chinook door that would come down and I straight just fucking ate shit and then everybody behind me just kept stepping on my rucksack. It didn't hurt. Like I had body armor on and everything else. Great step. Well, you know, it was just a really big flat area. Yeah. So, you know, your, your, your single tube isn't picking up a lot of depth anyways. Mm hmm. Right, not super great Luma. I don't remember. Like I've tried no, looking, it really wasn't. So we weren't. You weren't seeing a whole lot anyway. So no. And but, it was a standard. You're going to start this. We're going to load birds at nine. Yeah. Be on the ground at at twenty two thirty, and then you're going to make your movement up till zero one. Bullshit. Yeah. We didn't hit the fucking no, ground until close to zero one. Yeah, and we didn't hit the top. We didn't hit our op until Sun fucking sun up, up, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's that was wild up. about yeah. it. But, stealth, stealthy movement, my ass. Well, and also on top of it, I don't know how much. I don't know how much everyone's packs weighed, but I know like third squad, like Swed, like Swedberg and I, our I remember weighing my pack and it was like 135 pounds. Yeah. Mine it was, was over ridiculous. I know we all were. I feel like we were it, all we were over 100. Loaded. We were heavy. Every one of us. And, and, and then you get to the A and A and you pick them up with their fucking medium Alice rocks. Yeah, like you and bitch. you're throwing them up there and you're like, this fucker's empty. Carry my pack for a little bit. I think it's carried a little bit. Well, more food than I probably would have. Probably most of the time. Well, we didn't carry enough food because we had to get respite anyways. But yeah, 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 and they messed up resupply. Fucked that up too. But but when we yeah, but yeah, a lot of other other things. I had camo net and tent poles and my fucking shit, and then we got up. We moved up there because we. I know we all split it up, and we had like. C four and shit. We had all sorts of shit in our packs. Sandbags. Yeah, sandbags. Fucking empty sandbags. Because, okay. like you said, Joe, we're they're like, hey, go up there and sub an op and be able to hunker down for three yeah. weeks. Yep. So it's like one days. It's like fuck. Defendable. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot yep. of shit. That's a lot of shit. And they're like, you're pro- 
we don't know if you're going to get respied in that three weeks, so make sure you have all your shit. It's like, oh, fuck. And then the most insulting thing was 133 scouts are right there at the mouth of that valley. We are set up to hold this fucker for 21 days. We're ready. Yeah. Seven days. Get out. Get out, everyone. Yeah, right. No, put someone right back here. Delta. I can see their fucking fob from here. Yep. Get them over here. Put them here. Nah. Yeah, we're good. Nope, I'd do it. But we got we got there. I remember we got to the fucking OP, got it set up and all that shit. And then it was just like during the day, it was just hotter and fuck. No. And then no at shit. night, no. it would just sleet and hail and rain, rain all fucking night. And then during the day, it'd be hotter and fuck. The first and then at day, night, it would just fucking rain and sleet all over us. The first day, there was two cold Casivacs and three heat Casivacs. Yeah. yeah, it was within a 24-hour period. And yeah. then that one Terp blew himself up. They found a whole bunch of fucking oh, pyrotechnics down in that down in that valley, and he fucking blew himself up, lighting it up. Oh, yeah. Totally. We seen it. And then, and then, as a matter of fact, we're there for seven days, and they still brought the fucking French in. Yeah. They're right below the mountain on Boer's side. He's looking down at him. Hey, how you doing? They're like, uh, Chouaz de la Vive, you know. Chouaz de la Vive. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever. I built two awesome sandbag toilets. Oh, dude. Mission. Well, we had a good shitter. We had and a the A&A filled shit. the first one up in about 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, they were nasty, though. Dude, what the fuck is going on? Did they just, like... Hold all their shits in for like the, a month leading up to that mission. They're like, we're going to release all of our shits on the mountain at this God time. So they they didn't want us to poop next because like we we're going we we're at the top of the mountain, and they were set up down lower in different OPs than us. And then where I built that first toilet was it was, was kind of it was kind of close closer to the one guy's hooch. And when I was building it, he he did not want me to build a toilet there because. And I, I don't really blame him. Like, it probably did stink, but then... Fuck him. Yeah, well, but then... It doesn't it smell like, like from every, you. Every one of them, they did not poop on it the way we pooped on it. They just went and squatted in the fucking hole. And it was like, why, why couldn't you just squat over the side of the mountain? Like, I like sitting down and pooping. That's why I just built this yeah. throne. Like, if so you're I gonna squat my butt cheeks on these sandbags and yeah. I could poop. If you're going to squat to shit, go squat and shit. Don't right. squat and shit all over our fucking toilet that we made. Because we're Americans. Bullshit. So then... Like, I was done. I was like, all right, I'm not building another one. And then I walked up there, and Joe <laughs> and LT Foot are like, hey, build another one. Did, did you build that toilet? And I was like, yeah. She's like, full. Go, She's go, full. Fucking, go build another one. And I was like, God but damn. I don't want to. And they're like, well, fucking, you're in you're the, the army. Shut up and do it anyway. You're the it's toilet builder now, dude. It's an order. Yeah. You're the toilet builder now. So you got to do another one. Yep. But I, re- I remember when they got full, because I remember we were sitting down and being like, oh, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, something touched my butt. <laughs> That's disgusting. So I had to like fairly hover a decent ways up in order to fucking keep shit in that thing. I, I just shit went first down both those babies. I just went down well, you below where Roe was stationed at, down the mountain ways. And I was like, yep, I'll hang my butt over a rock. Me and Ogordo so, had a good spot. Yeah, well, first and, or second and third and all the A&A shit in that fucking thing. <laughs> That was disgusting, by the way. Oh, I, went so bad. Looked, I went up and looked at that. I was like, nah, I'm like, Dude, I was it's, down below row. It was overflowing. <laughs> it was overflowing with poop. Yeah, I know. It was <laughs> crazy. But one thing I did love about that is after the end, the mission ended, we had a shit ton of C4 left over. Light her up. Oh, dude, we blew that fucking shit sky high. 
It literally is. It was awesome. It literally became a shit bomb, dude. It was. It was awesome. I open all the. Well, I remember we had to open up all the sandbags. Everything we just like burnt everything we left there is like just a cloud of like smoke. We just exploded the poop though. Don't leave anything. That for was the, the enemy. mission. That was the mission. I, me and Wink were you there with me? We were marking out the LZ. And my smoke grenade went off. Exploded on you. In my in my rack. I don't think so. Was I there? Yeah, that was the mission. Because I know because it like started burning. Or Williams was. I remember that. Were. Yeah, I don't. It started. I, I was like, get. The I'm like, get it the out. fuck out of there. I'm like, get it the fuck out of there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it went off. I don't know if I hit the pin or something or like something rubbed. Well, and it just hot. started like yeah, it gets. Oh, really they get hot. Oh, they get hot. Oh, it gets really hot. Fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's just it's it's actually burning. It's a so, yeah, it's yeah. A yeah. better smoke than a frag, I guess. Yeah, true. Well, I had ammos and ammo grenades right there. <laughs> Did you ever click? Well, I don't know. Wait three to five seconds. I'll let you know. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dude. That could have just as easily happened, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it could have just been as well as a frag. That's my point. Like, No, I'm taping my shit. Sorry. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. It's not happening. No. It was no. a smoke, it was no. smoke bomb. Smoke, the That's smoke fair. bomb is fine. That's it. Grenade. But yeah, then we were when we were also on there. That's when it was sleeting one time and it was raining. I remember I was just coming off of Tower Duty or not Tower Duty, but uh, Radio Watch, and it was walking back and fucking oh, yeah. it was just raining and sleeting and shit. And I remember looking at this fucking. We had this tent pull up, and uh, Morgan had this dumbass fucking decoy, like pigeon decoy that he carried around with him. He put it on his pack and stuff. You remember that? Nope. You remember that? You got, any of you guys remember that? No. So Morgan had this fucking dumbass, like, dove, like, pigeon decoy that he just, like, put on his back. Like, it'd be, like, his parrot, like, his friend that he just carried around with him. But he put that fucker on, like, one of the camo net poles. And I remember looking at the thing, I'm like, this thing is so fucking dumb. Like, the, it's stupid. I'm going to fucking throw this bird up the mountain. And then we got fucking hit by lightning. And the lightning struck like right in the middle of that bitch. And I just remember seeing like a big fucking flash. Make douche. Make oh fuck. And I remember feel like I don't know if it hit me in the fucking forehead or what, but it felt like it I came hit, out I, of the rocks. Like oh it my came god, through dude. the mountain. Yeah, yeah. It hit because we all got like where our hooch was at. Yeah, it came like out of the rocks. Like it hit me in the arm and just like oh, you're just like kind yeah. of like. Numbed for like a little bit, and then I was like, You were on the opposite side of the mountain, where yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. But I watched it hit, I was like, Fuck. Yeah, so you were I was like, RPG at... or something, yeah, yeah. because that's it was I'm a telling flash you, the, impact, boom, dude. the impact looked like, yeah. But then I remember I fucking felt like a stinging, burning pain in the my fucking forehead. I was like, Oh shit, and I was like, seized up, and I fell over, I'm like, What the fuck? and I heard. Heard <laughs> Joe like yell RPG. I'm like, no way. There's no way they harness the energy like that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's what that fucking, RPG. That bitch fucking shocked me. <laughs> but it, hey. it, what? Did you get? Hit? No. Oh, what's up? I was home on leave. Oh yeah, you were. But like, I didn't wasn't Boer pissing on the side of the mountain? And he fucking, no, Boer was. No, that was the, he got hit. That Boer was Klein. Was Klein almost fell off. The fucking oh, mountain. it was Klein. Someone was pissing off the side of the mountain and almost ripped their dick off. It was off either and Klein or Keel. I think Klein was in. One of the Klein. two, I remember Boer saying that, that they were pissing like out of the front of your hide. So we had like cliff, a hotel. We had like And they a got hotel. hit during this whole escapade. They got hit and they locked up. And thankfully they fell backwards instead of forwards. Otherwise they'd gone off the mountain. That could have been yeah. Klein. I don't think. 
He's one of your guys in your fucking Stamper Hyde. Klein. Well, then Wink, uh, Wink built that French drain with H-E. Oh, yeah. Blew half the fucking mountain off. <laughs> yeah. I remember Dude, that. We carried, that. What a retard. we carried a shit ton of C4 up there. I never, I, in all my years, I never seen a, a, the, a, the C4 contained H-E grenade. Cardboard box or anything like that. I never seen that. Really? Yeah. When he pulled that out, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I don't know where he got it from either. But See, it's not fragmentary. It. It's just, it, it is a controlled explosive. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not like, fragmentary. I don't know me where and Ro got, got to Najil, like the first day we get to Najil and everything, the hooch we were in, like originally, we started looking through like all the cupboards. It was like, hand grenades. Oh, we found a lot of goodies. Yeah. No, and no. Uh, Primo was like, whatever you guys find, he goes, you need to return them. And me and yep. Ro were like, eat a bag of Yeah, sandwich. I'm like, we didn't find anything, Primo. There's actually <laughs> nothing up there. Yeah. It was empty. Mm hmm. It was a lot of fun we had. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we found a lot of shit, like, all, all the time. Like, because I, I don't know where Wink found that shit either. But, like, he had we like, just, like, would he had randomly like find stuff. Them. Yeah, there's a fucking shit. There was a, 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 a carry an unbelievable there. amount. Yeah, these I couldn't believe just, it. These were just in, like, lockers in the hooches. Yeah. It was just, like. Leftover from the last. Yeah, unit right. They just dumped their hand grenades there. I was just like, "Oh, here's good luck hand, to you here's guys." Flashbang, you know. Here's oh yeah. Kinds. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, you got all sorts of shit up there. This is wild, dude. And of course, we the stuff we did find, we did tell them like, "Hey, we have yeah, this stuff." Yeah, obviously. You got know? them. No, know what you got? You did? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you didn't have to tell them a number, if you just told them, "Yeah, we we found a hand grenade there," or some hand grenades, and you know, if you found two or three, or I didn't find really, shit. Really yeah. found twenty, like claymores. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. See, that's my point exactly. <laughs> oh my god, what that's awesome! But yeah, um, no. oh yeah, don't you, fucking. <laughs> We're only halfway through deployment. I know. So, uh, do we want to get right into the nitty gritty? Do you want to take a break? Break. Okay. We getting cheese curds again. Yeah, right? <laughs> Go to the Holy depot and eat some more cheese Fucking hell. Hey, you fucking. I'm, I'm working. think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as i've learned no matter where i've been whitetails can be damn tricky pursuing wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. 